0: Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands and today it's the WNR 4 2 It's AEW Double or Nothing and we bring you the pre-show here today. But I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by the WNR team. Up first, the leader of the AEW Prediction League and by my side for every WWE and AEW pay-per-view. It is, of course, Jaxie. How are you going?
1: Hey, hey, happy to be here. Happy AEW Double or Nothing.
0: Well, I usually say we get the happy jack seat for this one. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see mm-hmm. uh, what we get. But I'd like to say it was glad to have you on. And, you know, this is our, I think, second Double or Nothing event as well. So this For a little, yeah. little while now.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's It's going to be an interesting one, that's for sure. I think we've got a lot to talk about and discuss today.
0: I doubt. Well, we're not alone, though, because we've got uh, up next a man who not only watches more wrestling than me, but also does more podcasts than me and still finds the time to join the WR team and somehow be everybody's favourite. I don't understand it. It's Monty. How you going, man?
2: (laughs) As you can see, it's a lot of work. To You know, become the favorite. That's a lot of work. No, I appreciate that intro because I do seem to be doing a lot. I'm at my most active right now. Excited to be here. Double or nothing. Let's do it, man. Long show. I'm ready to get into it. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: it is going to be a long show. We have got a lot uh, to get on. And of course, Monty, you, uh, are, are you are NXT regular. So with AEW, you know, some people may think uh, that you might be advantage. Anything you know you might want to say to that to argue your case? Uh,
2: ever since 2019, I guess three years now, I've seen I've only missed two episodes of AEW television. So, uh, shout out to my DVR because I'm not saying I'm watching them on time, but I catch up all the time. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not at a disadvantage. I love AEW, I, I'm a wrestling guy, so just Give me the rest and I'll sit down and watch. This is what I do. <laughs> well, there we
0: go. No excuses now. Everybody's heard that, all right? And then finally, the only member of the WR team who would go to Louisiana and not meet up with Monty, but instead hunt down Ricky Starks' mum. It is, of course, genius Gina. How's it going?
1: Hey. Oh, my God. That makes you sound so... So desperate. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other word for it. Oh god! Um, hey um, guys,
0: need... happy <laughs> <to> have, happy AEW <laughs> show. So. Uh, happy AEW. I'm sorry. I'm just basing it a fact.
1: That's that's all. That's all I, <laughs> I do. think It's very it's very true and very factual. <laughs> long way to go. It's a long trip. The dedication trip. is there, Monty. He's clearly worth it. <laughs> yeah. Spastic. Well, Monty's
0: not told you they used to go to school with him yet, so I don't know when he's going to.
2: <laughs> no, stop um, that. He's too far south. Too far south.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can hear Gina now going. If you're fucking lying to me, I will fight. It's like and <laughs> <they're leasing> taken. <laughs> I will find you and I will hurt <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> he's going to get a very, very lengthy private message telling him what he needs to do. <laughs> Detailing everything. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, let me say it's great to have uh team W and I here and we have a lot on today's show. Put news dynamites and ramp uh, predictions running through the card, but first with a forbidden door coming next month. Let's start in Japan because we had last left it at hyper battle. um, Where we got news about the IWGP United States champion, with uh, sonada hating it. Uh, and then we see the decision was to be put up with Will as well, but due to problems with Will Ospreay, uh, that didn't seem to happen yep. either. We uh, did get a change in title, with Jeff Cobb won his first New Japan gold with real-life hero, of course, the great O'Khan, who won the IWGP <laughs> heavyweight tag titles. Um, and then the main event saw uh a that Okada successfully defend against Zack Sabre Jr. I mean, I watched this match. These two were connected at points, which was just astonishing. Uh, Monty, of course, you are a yeah. much bigger Japanese expert than I am, so you're going to have to help out, you know, the three of us, as it were, especially with the Forbidden
2: Door coming. But what were your thoughts uh, on this? Oh, man, it was awesome. Uh, it was a great way to close off everything, all the work they did uh in the cup, New Japan Cup to uh establish Zach and uh set this up. And like you said, we had new tag champions. Uh uh, uh Despy defended his belt at Hyperlow in a uh in a good match against show. Uh and uh when you have Okada and Zach Saber Jr. who, you know, may not be the biggest Okada rival, but he's in there in that category because of just how competitive every match him and Okada have, have always had has been. The problem is He's never really been able to get over that hump. Uh, Rainmaker is, he is, like, everyone talks about standard bears and company and all of that. Okada is the guy that you have to knock off to be considered uh, the man in New Japan, even for a time, you know. Uh, So, Ospreay has tried, and I think he's, you know, he's gotten victories, but never really had his moment over Okada. Uh, you know, plenty of people. Naito has tried and failed many times and had finally actually got to the moment. But again, the, the, at the end of the day, Okada is the man to beat. Zach came up just short. So uh, I was rooting for him. I actually wanted that change, that title change. But I know how New Japan uh, does it. Honestly, I mean, Okada's last reign was a historic amount number of defenses so i don't know if he's gonna to try to break his own record or not but it's always a possibility when you have the rainmaker on top well this
0: is the thing and i'm trying to catch up with new japan because they've obviously started running more regular events and then you've got New yeah. Japan Strong, which is kind of the American one, which we've touched on before. And annoyingly, they've been doing pay-per-views every month now as well. <laughs> so they <Yes>. start really <laughs> down. I'm not going to lie, guys. You know, it just, you think? It's getting
2: tough.
0: It's three and a half hours each as well. Uh, so we're just going to quickly mm-hmm. touch on them because one of them was Lone Star, uh, which was the same building as the Impact had for Multiverse, which was the WrestleMania Weekend. Uh Ren Navita defeating Rocky Romero, uh Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and Dorado. Uh, with Yamora defeating Finley, Juice Robinson Garcia, and Knight. I was extra I was sort of upset about Juice losing there, but more on him in a little bit. Killer Cross was in action, <laughs> losing to Minonora Suzuki, uh, which was fun. John yeah. Moxley promo as well was fantastic. Uh, which he gave on Will Ospreay, of course. Jay White defeated Mike Bailey in a remarkable match. Now, Speedball Mike Bailey is a guy who I've seen on impact. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) check him out if you can. Really, really good. And Tomorrow Hero Ishii defeated Chris Dickinson. If you've seen one Ishii match, you've probably seen them all, and Suzuki called him out. Yeah. Um, But this was fun, though, Monty, wasn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, it was always a good time when you get a chance, especially for me. I I'm with you. Keeping up with uh with the strong pay-per-views have been horrible. But I am thankful for them because they give they give people like me who don't get a chance to watch every strong episode a chance to just watch or at least get a, a, a another viewpoint. Like I said, I don't get a chance to watch Ren Narita all the time, but to see how he looks after all this time, to see uh Fredericks, to see, like you said, Chris Dickinson now, all the just the I they call this their version of the black and gold. Version of NXT, so basically New Japan Strong is like New Japan uh Pro Wrestling uh NXT, and you can definitely see that uh that they really have a focus on building up a future, whether it's with the future of their Japanese talent or whether it's the future of uh, of their Gaijin roster or of the foreigner roster. So, uh, it, it, it's I love these strong events because they usually always it's always a gym like Jay White, like you said, and, uh, and Bailey. Awesome. I want more uh, Mike Bailey on my television screen. He's great. Uh, and when you have that amount of talent, you have Suzuki versus Cross just randomly, you know, he called him out. I was very surprised that Cross lost that match. But I guess I had got so used to like WWE booking him and he was unstoppable. You know, I you know, forget that he can't be beaten, but to watch him do that with Suzuki in a cool fight was uh, like you said a, a good time and they do a really good job being consistent whether it's strong or new japan when it comes to their uh you know big pay-per-view shows
0: yeah i've been i've been catching up um, i've been watching strong every week so it is again it's an hour every week sometimes a little bit longer but it is worthwhile because for me it's the only oh, yeah. kind of show that you kind of get everybody from wrestling in it it can it's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy I've never seen before versus, you know, this guy from Impact, wherever it is. So it really is kind of mishmash, uh, but really good. And Fred Rosser at this moment in time, and Darren Young is oh, yeah. due to Tom Lawrence and stuff He's doing like that. Great. Really, really great stuff, yeah. And they had another event. <laughs> Jackson gene I promise we are getting through it as quick as we can. But <laughs> Windy City Riot then popped up. Another three-and-a-half-hour show. Featuring some AEW talent, we saw The Factory defeating Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and Yurimura. We had a lot of audio issues, actually, with um, the Drama King and Kevin Kelly. Uh, Alex Cocklin, Chris Dickerson, Fred Rossa, and Josh Alexander. What a fucking face team that yeah. was <laughs> with Red Novita. <laughs> defeating Team Filthy. Uh, unbelievable. Tom Law defeating Yuji Nagata, which was a brilliant match. Uh, United Empire defeating the Bullet Club as well. Scott fucking Norton, boys and girls, was in this. He was not, <laughs> it was not pretty. But boy, was it fun to watch a former uh, champion and obviously NWO mainstay. And it's nice to like, know Bullet Club don't mm-hmm. win all the time in New Japan as they do in uh, Impact. An absolutely bonkers Chicago street fight with Finn Juice and Brody King defeated TMDK. Um, Jonah Shane Haste and bad dude Tito uh, the ended juice as we know and only in wrestling street fight clothes I can't any other sport or any other time where you just put a white vest and jeans on to have a fight uh, it was like an old <laughs> concession stand <laughs> brawl we had a door spot uh, Jonah driving Brody through a ladder uh, Finley though gave me some serious young Jericho vibes I really really like this match uh, Jay White defeating Shota ayumino uh, I was a little bit disappointed. Man, red shoes. Yeah, but exactly. I found out <laughs> it was Red Shoes' son, which again, yes. like old Hebner's son, wrestling. Uh, right.
2: And all a mock. I've e- watched Shota grow up, man. It's just it's beautiful. I I feel like a proud. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you call a sibling you've never met, but or a family member. But anyway yeah
0: i was proud I was to say, because he was young lion. because when american wrestlers go to japan they get given a young lion. because i'm sure to mm-hmm. did it for someone as well when he was young and it was kind of crazy wrestler all these young guys right. and i think mox said to him oh your name's shooter and that kind of stuck so but like, yeah, there, there's a, the crowd <laughs> loved him no doubt about that um Stiff as fuck match between Ishii and Suzuki. There was never gonna be anything else Mm-mm. in this. <laughs> and then the match maybe of the year so far, John Moxley defeating Will Ospreay. This was a pay-per-view main event. Uh we saw everything that we could see. Osprey jumping off Ospreay jumping off top, uh taking Moxley through tables, both men bleeding, of course as well. Uh and then some more shenanigans as Moxley locked in the rear naked choke as the bell sounded prematurely after it looked like Ospreay kicked out of the paradigm shift. Um <laughs> Will keeps getting screwed, Monty. That is the story they're going yes. for now, isn't it?
2: You know that is his that is his narrative, yes. He uh feels like he's been screwed over every way possible. You know, he's he was screwed out of his championship. When he was injured they Allow someone else to walk around with the world championship. We can just start there, and then you can go toward. You can go to these finishes. Of a couple of like the cup match, this match here with Moxley, which, like you said, incredible. I expected nothing less from them two. This is why we that match is a great example of why everyone wants to see uh, what if this has been door pay per view. What, it, what, what it's what is going to start looking like? You want to see people like Will Osprey in them position because he is just a monster. He's the reason why. That's the reason why he made my list. Uh, but the, the fact that we don't know what's going to happen with him, even with The Forbidden Door, uh, I think you mentioned, is the reason why he's not on your list. All you know, uh, yeah. I think he has a kidney infection or whatever. So well, yeah. at least one of the reasons why he wasn't on your list is what I'm trying to say. But anyway, uh, the point I'm making about that is that Will Ospreay is uh, awesome. The match with Moxley was awesome. This entire show was uh, was very, very fun. Like you said, another three-hour show where you just get to let everyone let it all out in front of a, another American crowd. Uh, I, I loved it. I also thought it was a great little precursor for what was coming, even though at the time we didn't know uh, Forbidden Door would be coming. But, yeah, it's a nice – I think that's, this would be a great show to watch if you want to – you know, even though uh, these are strong guys and not so much the main roster, this is another one of those shows you can watch to see many different promotions intermingle on one show because New Japan is really good at that.
0: Yeah, I mean, without doubt. And we talked about Osprey uh, recently returned to action after testing positive for COVID, uh, missing wrestling Donatu, uh, where he was scheduled mm-hmm. to fight for the United States title. And then Rev Pro released a statement on the website saying Osprey had developed what initially thought to be food poisoning, and it was more right. uh, eventually diagnosed over the kidney infection. Uh, he was yeah. supposed to say Suzuki on the show as well, uh, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Talking about Don Taku, as it was uh, a couple of major going on happened. Uh, basically, we saw Hiroshi Tanahashi triumph over Togo Ishi to capture the vacant United States Heavyweight Championship. Only four, and I was shocked by this because I love me some Finn Juice and Juice Robinson and there were stories that he was going to kind of walk away but instead under the hood attacking uh and joining the bullet club and holding the title high actually walking out of it as well this was for me huge news yeah. because juice had not been connected to the bullet club so this was kind of real real swerve and then in the main event uh we had a Carlos Sessi defending the uh, the world heavyweight championship against Naito. Uh, with Jay White making his first appearance yeah. in New Japan since last year's, Dontaku taking out a card and basically saying the Bullet Club is here to reign now. We had a new lineup, very interested in being a champion. So, Monty, is this what New Japan is going to look like now in the next couple of months with Jay White looking to reclaim his championship? And what do you think about Juice joining yeah. the Bullet Club?
2: Yeah, I think. Uh... To to give you a little bit more context, Juice has always been resistant to the Bullet Club, uh, uh, and you know he's always talked, always expressed himself, uh, never, never ever like I don't think held anything back in his promos, and he's never liked the Bullet Club. Always was a you know the the best babyface that you could think of, uh, and for him to do that to jump sides, it was a, definitely a huge swerve, big shot, and also Tanahashi was the one who gave him uh his opportunity like uh in New Japan he is in he was in the baby face locker room that I I called the baby face locker room but it's really just a like where a lot of the veterans and where again the baby faces like this that's what they are they're people who pres- represent New Japan uh versus the Bullet Club versus Suzuki Goon. so uh those guys uh he was a, a like I said a very very big time member of that faction for a while so to see him do that, to see him basically, if he, if he's doing that, then, you know, he's done with David Finley, most likely also, who, like you just mentioned, who's awesome, a great tag partner, and they've been long time friends. So this is gives juice plenty of more possibilities. It gives him more staying power. I think he realized he was only going to go so far, like uh, as a baby face under the new Japan banner, maybe he was looking for something fresh, something new and the bullet club is there for him. And, Like I said, he's always been resistant. I can't wait to see what he does there. And as far as Jay White goes, uh, I think it's now just the right, this is the perfect time with everything he's been doing with Strong, everything he's done with Impact, you know, showing up on AEW, uh, possibly being the future liaison between New Japan and AEW because he can be, you know, he can, uh, the language barrier is not a situation for him like it may be for others uh, uh, in New Japan. Uh, So I think this is a great opportunity to give Jay White, his position back. I don't know when it's going to happen or if it's going to happen, but, uh, you know, I think him on the prowl, trying to get his world championship back, you know, uh, after many, many years of feuding with Okada off and on, this is probably the perfect time for it with Forbidden Door coming and with, like, a possible relationship with AEW on the ride.
0: All right. Also, we talk about Juice Robinson, then, and it's already paid off during the Bullet Club because he became the new United States champion in the main event of Capital Collision. Uh, Yeah, like I said, well, he was one who was feuding with, uh, was it Moxley originally that he was feuding with? Yeah, Moxley. Mm -hmm. Kind of what I remember when I first kind of saw him because he was a guy that walked away from NXT and actually wanted to have, you know, like a proper career rather than just kind of being used for it was. So to win the title, pinning Will Ospreay again. Uh, <laughs> despite Osprey getting his foot under the rope. Uh, so Robinson is his third <laughs> title reign and like he said, is um, <laughs> not happy. Osprey said he wants to face, no. uh, you know, he won't mind having a match at Forbidden Door, but he wants to face someone that wasn't in NXT or WWE like an AEW original. Yeah. Um, finally with Japan, the latest go to Ibushi because we spoke about it last time. Monty, of course. Uh what what is going on now? Cause I think the latest they New Japan issued an apology.
2: Yeah, pretty much they had a not even just an apology. They did a they did a press conference. Like imagine this guy. Imagine after this Sasha and Naomi stuff happened. That was water under the bridge. They go and they talk. And Vince comes out in a press conference about himself. In mix where they, you know where both where they went wrong and what the situation is going forward and what they would do. That's pretty much what just happened in New Japan. They gave a press conference saying, you know, we don't want, uh, we didn't want any, the, the, we didn't like the fact that this went public or anything. But they will be moving forward, trying to talk. His future is intact with New Japan. Kota Ibushi will be a part of New Japan's future. They're gonna uh, meet with him and continue to ask him about what they need to change about their procedures and all of that. Like, it was literally the definition of we don't want you to go at all. We will do anything. You cannot leave us. That's literally what it sounded like. And they had their president in a press conference randomly in, in the middle of the Best of the Super Juniors tournament. So it's like they don't have to do this right now. They could have put this off. But Obari's son literally was admitting that he he talked to Kota Abushi and uh, he wants to return when he's fine or when he feels like, uh, you know, it fits, but apparently everything will be watered on the bridge right now, according to New Japan. But yeah, they went far, way far beyond, I feel like any promotion that we can think of would for one person. Uh, you know, doing something that, again, I don't think you, I would ever think anyone would do going public with how they felt about the company in New Japan. So yeah, <laughs> they pretty much. You know, tuck their tails.
0: <laughs> it's like, are, are you going to fire the guy who was responsible for all this? Oh, no, we'll just push him elsewhere. It's like he's cleaning yeah. the toilets. Anything
2: you want. You know, like, yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll just keep him away from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: you don't famous. like that guy?
2: Hey, he'll never talk to you again.
0: <laughs> uh But that's it. And finally, though you just mentioned how the best of the, if the junior tournament happened the Super Juniors. And with AEW talent, Impact talent, And anything like this, it looks like a really, really strong lineup. So if you see any fantastic matches that I need to watch, then, like I say, tug on my coat, let me know. And hopefully next month, we will be doing Forbidden Door as well so we can have another look at Japan in a month that goes
2: by. But that's it Ace Austin is doing great for all you Impact fans. He's killing it. Ace Austin is killing it. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> no, I about to
0: say, that's it for Japan. Sorry, Jaxi and
2: Gina, I
1: apologise for that. Oh, no. We all up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're we're just kind of pleased that we've got someone like Monty who is able to kind of uh, enlighten us, everything New Japan, especially with what's coming up with Forbidden So Please don't apologise. I'm just happy to sit back and listen to opinions at this point.
0: Well, you know, I don't want to say that um, you know I had it all figured out when we were doing Japanese stuff in the AW show a couple of months back, but they you know they seem to kind of listen to me. (laughs) They've got the forbidden door coming out now, which kind of sorts it out. But hopefully, like, makes everybody listening makes it a little bit clearer. Like I said, thank you, Monty, for your like I said Japanese experience as it was.
2: No, no problem, no problem. Right, I love watching it, so it's fun. We're going to move on now
0: (laughs) to news and we're going to talk about smoking weed because apparently it appears that WWE superstars have Randy Orton to thank for being able to smoke marijuana without being fined. Apparently, no one has been suspended for marijuana in years and the talent no longer gets fined for the use. Uh, Of course, Bret Hart. Pushback against this policy dating back to the 90s, uh, but Randy Orton mm-hmm. picked up the baton and uh, Roosevelt as well. And of course, teaming up with Riddle, I mean, well, he's been pretty outspoken about the policy as <laughs> well. Uh, so this can only be a good thing. And of course, this being WWE seeing marketing opportunity for the RK Bro 420 t shirt, which actually sold out <laughs> on its first day as well. (laughs) So, Jaxie, this can only be a good thing and it (laughs) might mean the wrestlers are a little bit happier backstage.
1: I mean, it's definitely going to welcome a a lot better morale uh, in the locker room. Um, (laughs) There's definitely a lot more, um, with the amount of restrictions that they did have put in place, I think it was kind of very easy to see the morale dip. So, uh, at least they're doing something that's that's uh, kind of trying to uplift it. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure Matt Riddle is really, really pleased with this.
2: <laughs>
0: yes. I bet he's literally over the moon uh, with it, but it's a bit of good news. And former, moving on now, and former uh, WWE superstar Bad Bunny uh, has been cast as the newest Marvel hero in Sony Pictures, uh, standalone El Moreto, I apologise if I butchered that name as well, introduced by Sony Motion Pictures as well, uh, said that who grew up as a wrestling fan and known as Juan Carlos Estrada Sanchez in the comics. El Moreto is a wrestler whose powers are handed down by ancestry in the form of a mask. Uh, which gives him superhero strength. A bit of an unfair advantage, I think. But still, uh, we have seen El Mirto go in the ring with Spider-Man in the past and look like they're pushing forward. Uh, of course, we've seen uh, Jazz Leto, Morbius. Of course, we've got Venom man as well so it looks like they're looking build towards that uh but bad bunny gina with his first uh, kind of big acting gig and it's quite a huge thing as well i know it's not marvel marvel but it's still sony marvel which kind of counts
1: i mean yeah yeah for sure like i i've got a lot of respect for bad bunny because he's expressed how much he wanted to be involved with the business um and he's just strided and gone for it and he's been entertaining so I, I don't see the problem here. I'm, you know, until we see it and get to judge it for ourselves, I'm happy for him.
0: Yeah, I think right. I think it's, it just shows uh, that it's going to, with Bad Bunny's association with WWE, you know they're going to try and hark on this as well. So we're going to see kind of promotional stuff uh, as it was, which again, I don't mind because it brings more rise to a product maybe. You know, and I think if that helps then I think that can only be a good um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, up next, and uh, the next bit of news that we're going to talk about is, of course, the Stephanie McMahon announcement. I mean, people were shocked and saddened by this, as it looked like Stephanie McMahon has walked away from WB. Not full-time, uh, but really at this moment in time to look after family behind the scenes. Now this is interesting because I know Triple H took a little bit of time off, but maybe he's come back now, but I never thought I'd see the day Stephanie would walk away. Uh Monty, what do you think of this?
2: Yeah, I guess when you think about it like that, it's a bigger deal than I probably thought at the time. When I first heard it, you know, uh, I was actually thinking just immediately good for her, uh, Just mostly just because uh, she's been doing this, like you mentioned. I I think the same reason why you feel like we probably wouldn't have thought that would happen is the same reason why I was like good for her. Because she's been doing this a long time and been, you know, touring around the world, you know, you know, doing whatever uh, chief brand officers do. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily know what goes on uh, in once you start getting into the hierarchies. But honestly, uh, I do wish her the best, especially with the family and all that. I get that wanting to be home and see, see that their their girls get older and be there for them more. And maybe even, even if it's not all related to that, it could be, you know, just issues or whatever the situation is with work and not wanting to be there. I'm all for it, people stepping away. Shane does this, has done this off and on a lot. So I pretty much almost put it in the same category as that, but I guess I shouldn't because she has been a staple, especially over the last 10 or so years. So it, it is a thing. It, it it does suck to kind of hear about that, you know. Familiar faces for all these years when they start to, you know, go away from the company. You know, you associate them with. Uh, it's always it's kind of tough. So yeah, this was weird, but at the same time, I do wish her the best.
0: Yeah, it, but it's just like I said. I never thought we'd see. You know, we talk about the man's being in control, and it just shows you that family is sometimes more important. You know, even people like people what they think about Stephanie. You know, it shows that no, family is more important than kind of running the WWE, so to speak. Right. Um, well, anyway, move on to Ryback because everybody wants to hear about Ryback. And Ryback was on Twitter a long time ago. So I heard this through a friend. Well, I say a friend, I read it over his shoulder. Uh, and basically, it's <laughs> Ryback again uh, having a go at Vincent Mann. And he tweeted out Vincent oh, Mann, man. like <laughs> most smokers, has an insatiable urge to have control. He had no control watching his mum get beat up as a child, which is a horrendous thing for a kid to witness as the whole mum tries to make ends meet. Vince has failed to evolve. Fuck you, old man. It's crazy how many people are okay with being billionaire uh, living and whoring out a human circus. And they can't stand the truth. Your clock is ticking, old man. You take nothing with you. Uh, of course, mentioning uh, Mr. McMahon's mum there, the mother passed away at the age of 101 in January 2021. Uh, and of course, Ryback hasn't done anything worthwhile, I would say, in, well, I don't know how many years, but it's just one of these things. Jaxie, what do you think of this? Is it
1: Ryback? <laughs> Is just I mean, understood? Am I. Am I... Am I missing something? Where did this come from? Did was there any sort of provocation for this sort of yeah. outright attack? Like Why this is just this is, is just that's actually disgusting, and I'm disgusted yeah. from my back. Like you know, no matter what we actually think when it comes to Vince's choices within the company, how dare you actually kind of uh, call someone out like that? And not only that, but bring up his dead mother. Like, do you have no respect at all? That's actually disgusting. And I don't approve of that at all.
0: No. The guy's a cunt. It's as
1: simple yeah. as yeah. that. <laughs> it
0: just comes off as bitter. That, too. that, that, like...
1: that type of behaviour is just really uncalled for. Yeah.
0: yeah. There, there's, there's no need. And he might be bitter and twisted and all this kind very of stuff. Very
1: bitter.
2: But I don't I'm... know. Because I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Like you said, it's unprovoked.
0: You know, yeah.
2: It's very unprovoked. So I don't even understand it and... It shows the level of human being for his mind to even go to that. If you see what I'm saying, like shows who, what type of person you're dealing with. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, yeah. Unspeaking I mean, if, stuff, if he, got, he, he believes that he's
1: got any form of respect from any kind of you know decent person that reads that, those tweets, then you know he's severely mistaken.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's it's just it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, but. That... Again, like I said, we have to kind of speak about it sometimes because it's like people wonder what it would be like if Twitter was round in the late 80s or early 90s and the ultimate warrior would be treating stuff like it's about Vincent Mann. So like that's kind of with technology. That's kind of changed things a little bit now, but there's no place... Uh, Moving on to talk about UK, Uh, me and Monty discussed last time the Authors of Pain coming back uh, to bring a show in Nottingham. And that is not the only UK independent promotion because 1PW is returning in October with an event that will live on Fight TV. It will be at the Doncaster Dome. Uh, and already announced the event of Rob Van Dam, Ruby Soho, and Mickey James. Now, One PW was a company that was a long, uh, a really long time ago, back in the early '90s. Um, they came up with this this big idea to kind of host uh, shows that would kind of be super in the UK. And of course, as anybody knows, unless you're a multi-millionaire or billionaire, it doesn't really um, work out. But they're hoping to stage some more shows coming up as well. 2005 is when they first went about. Of course, having people like AJ Styles, Abyss, Samara Joe, Christian Cage, anybody they could get their uh, hold on. Now, it will be interesting as well because, like have said, a few more independents. Gina, with you, when, you know, this UK shows are now, what kind of tickles of your fancy to go to see it if you were going to? Uh, talk about the Office of Pain or somewhere. I mean, for me, it's probably proximity. You know, if it's down south, someone might have a look. But again, with these, I don't know if I'd be travelling all the way out there to go see them.
1: No, I mean, it, again, like you just said, if it's close proximity and, you know, not that far to travel out to, I would definitely be up for seeing it because it's so nice having the experience of seeing it in person. And I've only kind of had that experience once, so I would love to do it again, but um I'm not going to stretch myself too thin to try and go to one either so
0: no, but it we talk about we talk about events coming to the u k and the biggest event coming to the u k for the first time in thirty years it is clash at the castle, of course coming September, and tickets for the match anticipated <laughs> clash at the castle event went on sale. And I was one of these people who queued up in the line. I was behind 11,000 people at one point, And I got to the pre-sale early. Uh, of course, more came on a public sale, which was Friday. There were some exclusive VIP hospitality packages, which started at £4,500 and went down to £2,500. Um, but the real disgust was the price of tickets just for the stadium. Now, to put it into perspective, at the O2, uh, where it's 20,000 people, if you spend £40, pounds, you will be up, uh, you know, in the... I wouldn't say people call them cheap seats, but they're not as such as that. They're just up in the arena, top level. Say if it was three levels, and that's where they were. Uh, for the ring size seat, you're probably looking at about 125. Go into if you want front row to 250 at the 02. The kind of cheapest seats for cheap seats, as it was at the Clash at the Castle, was about 120 to 130 quid. Rick, the first three tickets, because I went there obviously to get Gina jacksy tickets as well. The first three tickets I selected was £450 each, and I nearly went through with it. That was the point, and oh, I, I, I was close, backed up. I did, though, manage to get us three tickets for the event, so for the first time in double <laughs> podcast history, uh, Jaxie, Gina, and James were all, well, obviously Jaxie and Gina know each other, but they will meet James for the first time, so that... Can only be a good thing. Um, before I get Jack C.G. to your excitement level, of course, for meeting me in person, that's what the real excitement will be. Uh, Monty, you've been to a Mania before. How does that compare to Mania prices?
2: Uh, honestly, I feel like, so let's see, for two tickets for my decent seats, I was like a couple hundred. You know, I don't know the conversion from like the pounds that you showed. So I don't I have to do the specific map. But I was a little cheaper than you guys, actually, believe it or not. So but you guys had one more ticket than I did. So maybe that may have play a factor. But uh honestly, those tickets from what I was here was very, very close to mania prices. It made me wonder, like a lot of them was more than what I paid to get to my mania. So I'm like, it makes me wonder like what the hell was the most recent mania prices or what the hell are the next ones are gonna look like if that's what's going on? I don't know, but honestly, it I I we we don't even really travel that much. Me and my fiance and I just put fifty bucks in my gas tank, so everything is high right now. Everything is high. I, I, I everywhere I have to go, I'm spending everything, so I don't necessarily know if I'm if this is just the way of the world right now, or if this is just like, but I don't know, but. Everything is charging me something. Video games are like 220 <laughs> bucks higher now. Everything is higher.
1: Yep. <laughs> preach, Monte, preach.
0: Yeah, it is tough times. But good news we did get tickets. So we are going to go. That right. can only be good. Yeah. <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> Look yeah. At the
1: I mean, I, I'm very excited for it. It's going to be a great experience. And it's just going to be very exciting to kind of not only. Uh, enjoy the wrestler's life but actually be there with you know a part of the WNR team it's going to suck that Monty's not there but we'll have him in spirit
0: yes spirit. we'll have to we'll FaceTime yeah that's what we'll
2: do we'll, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> I want photos at least something. Hell yeah! have a oh, good time I can't wait I, I hope I hope it's a good I hope it's something I really hope it's something special happened at night too you guys something you'll never forget you know, Mcintyre, that would be great. Yeah.
0: McIntyre needs to win the title. If McIntyre wins yeah, the
2: title,
0: I will go. be, my God, you will see the man.
1: <laughs> You'll see me. Jesus. If he does, I'm recording his reaction. You'll see. <laughs>
0: I'll, be for, I'll cry. I'll cry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first.
0: But the only problem with that is, of course, looking ahead, is it is the same weekend as, I think, All Out as well. So it's going to be interesting to see well, what happens Ooh. there as well. Uh, but we, of course, try to bring you pre-shows. But the reason why I'll be here today is, of course, AEW Double or Nothing. So we're going to get started with the April 20th edition of Dynamite. We're on CM Punk versus Dustin Reynolds to start us off in a slow, well-worked match with Punk picking up the victory with Roll Up. Page came out afterwards and faced off with Punk. Um, Jackson, what are your thoughts on this with uh, CM Punk versus Dustin Reynolds? Of course, two guys who are veterans, but they put on quite a show to start off.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, from what I can remember of it, it was actually a decent match. Uh, They they went uh, for a decent amount of time and it was just kind of good to see Hangman come out at, at the end of it.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Then we get the Black Ball Combat Club versus Brock Hansen, Lee Murray and Dante Martin. Where I see, of course, the hometown hero from Pittsburgh unloaded on the Dragon Dangerous Close Submission for Moxley. Got to the match and scored the victory for the team. This was near perfection from the BCC. Uh, And then Tony Khan, with a little help from Adam Cole, announced the door in Chicago on June 26th. The event will be a joint extravaganza of New Japan and, of course, AEW with Jay White made a surprise appearance. Um, whether Undisputed Elite or Bullet Club, it's still our era. Uh, Mon Japan earlier, and the ticket sales for this were overwhelming as well.
2: Yes, yes, like I said, uh, I know what New Japan is all about, it's a lot of... Uh, you know people who may not necessarily know that and just as a big fan of new japan i cannot wait to see them on this stage with aw and just showing everyone some of the best wrestling in the world and i just hope that we don't have anything any finish or any decision that's so distracting that it takes away from just a fun night of mo- uh, multi-promotion wrestling you know they used to have these great super cars a ring of honor uh, new japan did where it didn't necessarily matter who went over or nothing like that. It was just fun. And uh, I hope that this one can be uh, another shining light, an example of that. Of course, there's going to always be people complaining, but uh, I'm going to be over the moon uh, when Forbidden Door kicks off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting what happens. Uh, Wardlow faced a butcher next and four pounds poor Paul Powerbombs later got the victory. Kyle O'Reilly wrestled his first AEW single match, defeating Jungle Boy to advance in the Home and Heart Foundation's <laughs> Men's Tournament. Uh, the sign that said Carl Fiz von Wagner actually made me pop. Uh, Hook made his Dynamite Ewing debut with a decisive victory over Anthony Henry. After the match, Dan Housen officially challenged Victor to a match to which Hook brushed him off. Uh, Gina, are you <laughs> softening to Danhausen at all these past couple of months?
1: Um. Yeah. Definitely. The story has intrigued me a lot more. So it's taken me a lot longer than others, I guess, to warm up to the to the character. But it it's working. What what they're doing. So I'm intrigued to still see how it all pans out. But yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued.
0: So well, that's, that's all we need. That's all we need. We're back in the arena. Sammy card defiant promo from fans. America top team interrupted back and forth trash talk and gave way to uh, developments. Next week, Guerrero defends the TNT title against Sky in a match, and Sky and Pedro for will battle Guerrero and Tai at an undisclosed time. Then, uh, the latest qualifying Iron Heart Foundation women's tournament saw hometown hero Britt Baker feed off the injury of family, friends, and fans to defeat newcomer Daniela Camella. I come on, i got more offence and promo by bit after week, but saved by our hometown. And then the coffin match, Darby Allen versus Andrade. We get interference from the Andrade family office. Revelation of Sting and the Crowns and a brawl through. Uh, was the early highlights. A Wicked release suplex on metal stage greats. Left Allen writhing. Uh, but, of course, Darby came back after over- f- interference from Jose. Slammed a thumbtack-covered coffin lid on Elie Dello to skew the win as well. Uh, the fast sting was a big one, but dives more than Nujek does sting now. But, Jackson, we were talking about this, and again, with Andrade suffering defeat, this was kind of 50-50 booking in AEW.
1: I mean, kind of, yeah, this is kind of uh, becoming a bit of a regular when it comes to AEW at the moment. And I, I kind of don't blame them when you look at the amount of talent that they actually have on their roster. It's pretty hard to kind of uh, uh, determine who really is the is the better wrestler between um, great, uh, great wrestlers, you know, and, and, and we want to see these matches. And it's really hard to kind of promote both and not have kind of one be the overall victor. Um, I think they've handled it well in certain places and stuff. Um, but I think it's also kind of dropped the ball in certain areas too.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because I like talk about the amount of talent that they've got. And and another thing with Andrade, like just quickly, uh, Charlotte was written off WB television with a broken arm to explain the kind of hiatus for a couple mm. of months. Uh, with Andrade, no one's mentioned anything, and I don't think people yeah. realize, like you know. But
1: I mean, I mean, again, though, like Charlotte is kind of, and and this is kind of meant in no offense whatsoever. But if we look at kind of what they were doing in their current state on TV at the time before uh, leaving uh, for a while and taking a break, uh, Charlotte was in a sort of a much better main. Role era, whereas she was constantly and consistently on TV. Um, Andrade still was kind of on and off uh, in that regard.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree with you. you know, it's just weird, even if they said on commentary or the injuries suffered by Andrade after his match for Derby. You know, that, yeah, yeah. Or, or just something to kind I mean, of... It would
1: make sense. You know, you could say that, you know, he, he's he been buried. Um, who, who knows when he'll come back and show his face or, you know, anything yes. like that could have kind of sufficed. But yeah, they've just kept quiet on it. But then again, they did this with Miro. So yes. are we surprised?
0: No, no, we're not. But we'll move mm. on to Rampage on April 2nd with Cole and Ishi already in the ring. As Rampage no, we know, they hate entrances. You know, they, they um, tell entrances not to, to go by the door once they show up. Uh, it was a spot in the Owen Hart tournament. j attraction for Cole to win. We then saw Hook speaking. Archer squashes to Pentico. Kingston marched way to the ring looking like a man who was ready to rip someone's head off. And certainly what he tried to do with Daniel Garcia. Uh, he didn't manage to do that, but did get the win. And then the main event, Sort the TBS champion, defend the belt against a relic really of newcomer in AEW, uh, Marina Shafir. Hogan and Velvet were sitting in Jay's baddie section in the front row and finished it to get the pin and retain her title at 30-0. I mean, Kaga was a superstar but I just feel, Monty, that they could do more with her rather than just a random match every couple of weeks and a couple of minute promo.
2: Yeah, they have to be a little bit more creative, but I do think uh, in, the, in the in the next few weeks with the batting section, and I think with time, uh, things can be. They, they're starting. It's just they, for some reason, especially with when it comes to Jay, they moving at the snail at a very very snail like pace for somebody whose popularity or stardom, in my opinion, is on the rise faster than maybe their storylines or whatever they're trying to progress with her. Is taking. I feel like we, I feel like it's potential already there for something special, but they're uh, they're not ready to uh, you know rev it up and get on the road with it. But uh, by the way, this was fun. I, this really made me wonder what the hell, why the hell WWE let Sh- Shafir go, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the horse women situation and all that. Like this was, she looked great in the few moments. I've got a chance to see her post WWE, so I just I don't necessarily know what was missing there. Uh, and why they didn't want to, especially with Ronda still being there and with Shayna still being there. That's what I really mean. But I don't know. Either way it goes. This was fun. And uh, Jade is going to be fine. I just think uh, they need to, you know, rev it up a little bit more on whatever they want to do, because they can either build another star with using Jade and continue to build her up and, you know, keep get, keep her being dominant. Like they have a lot of options to go with Jade, because like you said, she's definitely a star.
1: I think uh, just kind of going off of what Monty says is like uh, when it comes to Jade, I think they're uh, and and sort of giving her more time. uh, I think they're just trying to figure out who the like right opponent would be in order to create a sort of longer story filled content with. Um, I don't know if it's necessary, sort of like oh you know they they don't believe in Jade's capabilities, but more so it's like is is any of the women on our roster really kind of On 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 a on a level where they can maybe have a long standing kind of running feud with Jade and actually keep up, you know, because right now she is so dominant, Uh, she is running through the the roster, and that's a good thing. But we we need to like kind of find that that opponent that actually can can actually give uh, Jade a bit of a a, a scare, you know, and have that sort of long running story be, be. Told that way, and I don't think that uh, AEW have found that right opponent for her yet.
0: Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And it's saying it's that they have to do, you know, with strong challenges and people that can actually fight them. You know, it's like even with Britt Baker when she was champion, she got put on a level where you're thinking who could beat her with it, and they've not done the same with Thunder Rosa. So it's kind mm. of you have to look to see who they are, and again. Even with Ruby Soho or Tony Storm, it's a match every couple of weeks, you know, three weeks on Dynamite or something like this, and it's building momentum and getting the victories as well. But we'll, well move on to yes. Dynamite, April 27th. seeing Punk and commentary for an own heart qualifier and its tag team partners facing off Dax versus Cash. Uh, and this had quick pin attempts, counters, reversals. We saw Harwood hesitate to apply a sharp, whose knee was in pain. Hesitation, now weirder to roll them out. Harwood, alert, counted as one of his own for the pin for victory. And after the match revealed that Punk will challenge AEW World Champion, Hangman page for the title at double or nothing and promise he would always bet on himself. Um, Gina, how good is... I mean, don't get me wrong. I like cash, but how good is Dax and FTR, in FTR been these past couple of months? He's been one of the leading faces.
1: Oh, 100%. Um The thing is, with FTR, I always knew they were good, but it's like every time you see them, they remind you or they show you something that you haven't even seen before. So it's like they just always impress. And they've been so consistent and frequent with that on AEW. And, you know, the fact that they're the ROH tag champs too... I definitely think they're both in a great position, but Dax definitely shined in that match. The match was so good. I definitely would recommend for people to see it if they haven't, but um, Dax shined and I was, I was glad he, he got the win.
0: About Another team shine as well, with Black Bull Combat Club. They continue winning ways as Moxley, uh, Danielson and Willie Yu defeated the Factories, Cutie Marshall, Aaron Solo and Nick Comorato, Wardlow beat Archer, uh, I mean, Wardlow like, <laughs> flew around the ring like Jeff Hardy in this one. It was good stuff. Um, <laughs> boring Jericho seven. Serena D versus Shida in a Philly street fight. And Deeb repeatedly targeted the knee of her opponent. Despite a spirit with comeback attempt by Avenger Venn the professor was able to score a submission victory with Serenity Lock. Um, and basically finished the feud. Jaxi, again, this should have had a few more matches to this feud.
1: I mean, I, I was definitely shocked. I did not see this outcome happening, if I'm truly honest. And I don't actually believe that it's over. I do think that we will get back to it. But I also think that with Thunder Rosa becoming the champ, uh, there there was this idea and this scope for for Serena to kind of um, feature in a in a feud with her. Um, I, I don't believe that this is over. And I do believe that Shida will come back and we'll will continue and pick up where this left off.
0: It'll be interesting to see. I hope they do. Like I said, Deeb has moved on now. Uh, and with Sheed, it'll be interesting because, you know, we talk about injuries or, you know, Japan. When she comes back, and a little bit of a run of consistency there. Um, uh, we then see House of Black was confronted by Penta, Pac, and a normal Alex to allow uh, Ray Phoenix to make his return, which is always nice to see. And then we see the undisputed elites, Red Dragon and the Young Bucks with Adam Cole beat Big Shotty Lee Johnson, Brock Hanson, Dante Martin, and the Varsity Blondes. Um, and then the ladder match for the TNT Championship, Sammy Caveira versus Scorpio Sky. It did. It sounds like a hell of a main event on paper, but I thought it was a bit of overbooked mess that saw uh, Sammy take unnecessary risks that did not pay off and actually appeared to affect him throughout the course of, Of the bout, if that's not bad enough, the spots of Roy Tay and Page made made sense, uh, but it took away from the match. And the introduction of a barbed wire wrapped ladder continued AEW's obsession with overusing weapons, and to the point for me that I think if you don't get a table wrapped in barbed wire out, you're just going to get booed from now on. Uh, (laughs) We we've seen Page and Cole use it. One week to wrap a world title feud, and then Guevara and Sky utilize it as well. Uh, Sky's a new champ, but I think AEW missed the mark here. Sammy injured, but he wanted that cutoff spot again, which couldn't have been done. It uh, shouldn't have been done after the bump from 6.30. I've spoke about it before, but Monty, could this match have been stopped because Sammy just, you know, been careless with himself?
2: Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely could have happened. You know, uh, the thing is about that, it could happen on routine stuff. So, you know, that's wrestling. But at the same time, yeah, he definitely takes, like I like I said, Sammy missed my list for the future because I can't guarantee his next decade in wrestling. As long as he wrestles that style, he continues to do stuff like that and, you know, continues to tell you he's crazy. Like, he knows what he's doing. So, you know, I love, I like Sammy. I have no problem with uh him in the uh, in the ring. I think he's cool. But when he gets like this, you know, he definitely can fall too much in love with the spots. And this was a great example of that. But uh, the match itself, or the outcome, in any way, I I thought was the right choice. Please get the belt back on Scorpio. I, I don't, I didn't necessarily, I don't understand their obsession with Sammy and the TNT title. Or if they're gonna do it, then just get back to you know letting him actually have a reign. I mean, like, this title had so much more, uh, like, just competition into it, and now it's just this whole feud to me over the TNT title has just made me look at the TNT title a little bit differently. No offense to the title, because I still think it's great, and it has, they have great matches for it. But this, this storyline, man, in a lot of ways, and as we continue on, as we, we get to our predictions, I'll explain better. But, yeah, this storyline was rough to me, uh, but I was happy that Sky at least ended up winning this match here.
0: Mm. Well, it will be interesting to see, like I said, what uh, happens in the fallout. We move on to April ninth, Rampage, with own Hart, qualifier action with Darby Allen versus Swerve. Swerve pulled out a dive outside, which looks even better, uh, which on Strong. He did it on Strong. It looked amazing, and then repeated the trick on Rampage, which looked great. I love Swerve, anyway. Uh, looked like Swerve had it won, but the Put on a rope and starts distraction was enough as Derby got the rolled up win. Uh, we then get a sick entrance from Jay Cargill, Kira Hogan and Red Relvitt. Really good lineup, actually. They beat Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue and Trisha Dora. Why can't we get more of this, Jaxie? Why can't we have yeah. a match like this every week? Because this team is obviously money as well.
1: Definitely. I mean, like, the way that they were presented in that entrance, just they came across like, so strong, and you know, that there was a level of excitement that actually came with their entrance. You were kind of like, what they go- are they going to bring? Then you actually get to the match itself, and it's brilliant, and you you just wonder why we don't get a chance to see these women shine more. It was great from all all sides. I think about that. It's, it's interesting to see, like, you
0: know, don't get me wrong, I, I don't mind single matches, but Something like this on Dynamite, just even to take a little segment over. Um, Keith, mm-hmm. Keith Lee beat Colton Gar. Danhausen called out Hook. Mark Sterling distracted for Tony Nees to attack, but Hook made short work of him. I think Hookhausen is born here, and the main event: Ring of Honor TV title. Samoa Joe beat Trent Baretta. Uh, Orange Cassidy mucked about with Singh. Do you remember Orange Cassidy? He was going to be like the next big
2: thing. Uh, <laughs> that didn't kind of work out. Um, he has to still be hurt, right?
1: I mean, I <laughs> think still still so, hurt. right?
2: Right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because they haven't even used them. Since Keith Lee launched him in that ladder match, I think, right? I haven't seen him since, so. I mean, yeah, I'm I sure we're going to get him
1: back at some point, And when he does come back, everyone's going to re-remember him like, oh, yeah, and then be like, yeah, I freaking love this guy again.
0: Well, we hope so. We'll just
1: kind of pick up where he left off.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll move on Dynamite May 4th. And Adam and Cole, baby, watch Jeff beat Bobby Fish in their own heart qualifying match. Jeff banged up a bit. Of course he is. This is why you have to hide the weaknesses and accentuate the positives. But this was slow motion. And you have to wonder how long he's got left performing in. The Bucks came out and faced off with the Hardys. And if anybody can pull a good match for, out from the Hardys, it is hopefully the Young Bucks. Uh, Blackball mm-hmm. Combat Club beat Butcher Blade and Angelico in what is becoming become standard. Uh, Wardo arrived in cuff flank by suited. to mystery opponent. It was Impact's W. Morrissey has been great this past year in Impact. And I was one of his biggest haters. You know, I was a couple haters. Definitely was about that. A Wardlow beaten with just one power bomb. People wondered why it was just a one. And apparently it was a sign of respect rather than just destroying him into the ground. And then he destroyed oh, the scooter team to a huge pop. Um, Gina, I mean, it's been a while, I think, since you might have seen Morrissey. But I think he looks in great shape, and I think this was quite a good match for these two big men.
1: Oh, definitely, it was so good, and it cemented a lot for the storyline as well that Wardlow's got going. So he's definitely got that old like Batista storyline going, hasn't he? Really, when he got, went against Triple H. So, um, but I think it's definitely working, and I'm I'm so invested in this storyline that I definitely think that. Is going to help like both sides.
0: Yeah, I think we're about that, and if he's obviously come in and look good as well, uh, I think it's a kind of win all round, so to speak. Uh, and then we move on to AW World Champion Hangman and Page. He cut a different tone as he took to squared circle for an evening prime with Tony Schiavone. Uh, gone was the self-doubt, anxious millennial cowboy, and the humble champ just happy to be here instead. Page cut, defiance, scathing promo that saw him fail to beat Punk and leave his fans rushing to the merchandise for a refund for the Punk merch. This is a promo not only against Punk, but the fans that doubt him, fans that abandoned him in favour of the Second City Saying He was angry, vengeful and hell-bent on silencing the pro-Punk audience. Uh, at Double or Nothing, there's not going to be a masterbree Bret Hart tribute match. I'm going to destroy CM Punk. Uh, I've talked about Paige in the past, Monty, but I think this past month has been some of his best promo work,
2: without a doubt. The, uh, 100%. He's bringing it. You can tell he means it. Like, this promo was awesome to me, man, because it really, like, especially with the week, because I swear, like you said, it's formulaic almost with CM Punk so far in his run. You know, it's usually going to be the opening match. He's going to get that entrance. He's going to get that pop. The crowd is going to CM Punk, chant him to death. Whether he's wrestling or giving a promo, whatever it is, Uh, and it's just the you know what's going like. You Hangman's almost offended, like that that you guys would choose him over, you know, because again we talked about the biggest story in wrestling for AEW up to this point almost pretty much was the way Hangman finally prevailed over Kenny Omega and you know became the, the the one. And, you know, you get CM Punk, who kind of comes along alongside of it, but at the same time, now they're forced to, you know, meet up and fight for the biggest championship in the business, and he's going straight into survival mode. Like, no, you're not going to just swoop right in as an outside-of-AW original guy and take over this throne, you know? As a matter of fact, he would be, I, th- I think, yeah, now I think about it, Punk would be the first person, from the outside the AEW bubble of the originals that would be world champion if, you know, not counting Moxley, uh, you know. But either way it goes, you know, he would be a big name from outside of WWE. And, like, the way he just got all territorial in that promo was just awesome. It kind of could come out of nowhere if you don't see it coming because it was definitely a different tone from Hangman than usual. But I just thought, like you said, he has upped his game uh, uh in this angle with Punk. He really has
0: without a doubt will the wizard Chris Jericho beat Santana death triangle saved the varsity blondes and Julia Hart from the house of black preserving the mystery surrounding Hart's status as a potential house of black member uh, the result of Malachi Black's trademark miss don't forget Phoenix squared off with Dante Martin in the latest Own Heart Foundation Men's Tournament Qualifier. Phoenix won in the firework display. Everybody doesn't know what I mean, you just literally watching and going, ooh, ah, ah, ooh. Uh, it was just great, great stuff, with both men diving off the top and both landing on their feet at the same time as well. Uh, but like I said, Phoenix getting a victory. And then Rose had a few words until Deeb interrupted. And then... Moved quickly on to the Undisputed Ring of Honor Women's Championship match. Jenna Pratso versus Mercedes Martinez. The crowd did not know what to do with this match. They really didn't. Uh, Dion is one of the best in the world. And the Impact star came up short as Martinez walked out with the two belts and the Undisputed crown. Uh, but, Jackson, at least we had women main event dynamite, even if the crowd didn't yeah. really know who they were.
1: Yeah, I mean, I actually enjoyed the fact that this uh, main evented um, and I felt like it, you know, gave a chance for for new faces to kind of sort of show their stuff. Uh, I enjoyed the match itself and uh, it was quite intriguing for me because I've seen, of course, the likes of Mercedes Martinez a lot, but not much from Deanna Purrazzo. So it was nice for me to be able to kind of see her her in-ring work.
0: Mm. No, she really, really is good. an impact. She's kind of one of the reasons... That I've been watching this past couple of years now, it seems, mm. and it's here on Dynamite. But I kind of thought to myself, yeah, she ain't winning. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Tony Khan is going to put the belt on her. But again, the first Impact wrestler to main event a Dynamite. So, you know, not many people can say that. Rampage May 6th, we start with tag action. As Ruby Soa and Tony Storm beat Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. This was really fun. And again, we should be having more of this on TV, Stormpin in Brit, but the pin did look rough as fuck. Um, Gina, what were your thoughts on this? And what are your thoughts on Storm since she's coming as well?
1: I mean, the, the hype for her is actually there. So I definitely think they need to keep pushing her because she's getting a lot of hype from fans and people there. But, um, yeah, it was good. It was good. I... I don't know. I'm feeling. I'm feeling a bit funny about the women's division at the moment because as as much as some we've got some great wrestlers on there, I just feel like sometimes the stories aren't aren't hitting the punch. Mm. And I'm just. I don't know. I'm kind of. I want. I I hope that the next stages for like both Britt and her faction and Tony, I hope going forward like it's gonna work out for the best.
0: Well, the thing is, is is like you know who's coming up with the storylines and the direction of the kind of men's uh, division. You know, the men's story at the moment, and are the, the same amount of people putting the same effort in the women's division, or is it just, yeah. or is it just Kenny Omega? You know, we we need more people to come up with different ideas because, like I said, there's so much top talent, uh, and it just seems to kind of one match on Dynamite and one on Rampage is just for me, not enough to kind of build a women's division up, you know?
1: And I don't think it's enough time to build consistent stories as well to, like, pull across multiple, like, uh, you know, sort of uh, events and stuff like that. So then you get, uh, you know, sort of, like, really quickly pulled together matches as a result of it where no one's really invested because it was put together so quickly.
0: Yeah. It, like I said, it, it becomes a tournament or a tournament match. So if it's a tournament for something you know, in a number ten, then we forget about the, the TBS title and the women's title for now because this is the main women's focus. Whereas mm-hmm. you know, it should be like you said, the three all at the same time, managing to kind of play off. But we're going yeah. to start think, a little bit more a bit. Uh, Hook beat J D Drake. I've never seen someone headbutt chopped before, but Hook did in this match. Uh, Danhausen came out to give Hook a present, but got pushed away. Own heart qualifier Riho beat Yuka Sakazaki. There you go. Did it? If you call it a main event, I suppose. Uh, Jay Lee will beat. Oh my god, Konazuke Monty. What is the guy? I got
2: you. I got you. Konosuke Takeshida. Takeshida. Takeshita.
0: Takeshita. Takeshita.
2: Takeshita. Gotta say it fast. Takeshida. Takeshita. No, I can't do it. Takeshita. Takeshita. Tekish- or you can say Takashita. I was saying Takashita, but I don't even think that's right either. But it's Takeshita. Takeshita. No, Takeshita. Kinos- Renosuke, Takeshita. Okay, yeah, it's okay. You did your best.
0: <laughs> well, i tell you what. Jay Leaf will beat Kanosuke. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah, there
2: you go. There you go. There you go. Well, nice. Uh, don't Do like Mike. Michael Cole did and just say Sheen. Like for Shinsuke, he's just Sheen. Yeah, yeah shorten it. Yeah. Help yourself out. Vin- Vintage it. con. <laughs> Vintage
0: con in that one. I tell you, he really was. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll move on. Dynamite, May 11th. Own heart, first quarter final. Adam Cole beating Dax Harwood. Uh, Cole, fantastic in his own right, playing up the hill elements of his character by teasing a switching music. picture with the own heart family's sharpshooter as well. Jaxie, this was brilliant because Cole is always being associated with Shawn Michaels, so it makes him an even bigger piece of shit because we know how much Dax liked Bret Hart.
1: Yeah, of course, for sure. Uh, this kind of came as like a real low blow, you know. Um, so it it just continues to build on Adam's character, um, on, on what he's willing to do, and and the the way he's he's willing to kind of go about things, you know. It's great storytelling, and um, it really just kind of uh, ends up making you want to see whether or not this is going to work in his favor or not.
0: Yeah, well, uh, well we get AEW World Champion uh, Hangman Adam Page. On the commentary as CM Punk battled John Silver. Punk worked heel, so I guess this feud is Shades of Grey as it was, and he won with a buckshot to win. Well, just for, for non, one certain view, it looked like he didn't connect, but he did a victory with that, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Dan Housen made his in-ring debut, uh, getting crushed by Tony Neese nice, uh, with Mark Stern and Stern in the pot. But Hook came out, sent the hill scurrying before shaking hands with a face-painted curse-dealing Dan Housen to close the segment. Not since Matcha Man and Hoke Hogan has a handshake been reacted to like that from uh, Dan Housen. And then after a dark side of the ring parody, MJF returned home. Enjoying a fun reservation, he's made his way to the ring for the contract signing Ahead of his match against Wardlow, he his own only glory. He revealed the conditions. The war dog must undergo 10 lashings with a leather strap and defeat Sean Spears in a steel cage match where MJF will be special guest referee. Uh, Wardlow suckered the overcoming Hill into having his handcuffs removed and then proceeded to wreak havoc by destroying security, with MJF uh, narrowly escaping his wrath. Mark Sterling did not load eating a powerbomb through a table to close out the segment. Um, I've got to agree, Gina. I think this is the best stuff on AEW at this moment. Not by a country, Mark, and I'm enjoying the page punk stuff, but I think this is top class.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, I definitely know that this is some of the top storyline that's being discussed for AEW at the moment. Um, and it's also one of those things that you kind of – you think you know what's going to happen, but then you also don't. And it's nice to feel that way because another certain company feels so typical. You feel like you already know the storyline and what's going to happen. Um, so this has definitely built it up. And I know there's like so many, so many fans excited for it, seriously, including me.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I'll come back to you in a second as well. we got Jericho Appreciation Society gave victory speech, but the FTW title's on the line. And, of course, Ricky Starks in action versus Jungle Boy. And, of course, only Gina reviews his matches. I thought it was a great match between the two. And maybe a new Dublin award for the biggest backfire coming out to cost your rival a match. In Swerve, who not only stopped the count of Jungle Boy winning, but gave enough time for Starks to hit his finisher as well. So we'll have a look to see if anybody else can break that record. But I think the award, like we said, for biggest backfire coming out to cost your rival a match. Uh, and Christian teased the turn as well. Gina, what do you think of Ricky Starks in this one?
1: I mean, he always impresses me in his matches, but on a serious note, not just a thirst trap note, um, he is he's so good. I, I literally think he's definitely one of those to be counted as one of the pillars that has got a bright future of wrestling ahead of him uh he's just entered he's got the whole package he's entertaining and charming and even if he's not the most popular wrestler whenever he has screen time or a uh, wrestling time he makes use of all of that time to make sure that you're you're in with the storyline or up to date with what he's doing you know um so yeah i think he's brilliant and the match was just great the both wrestlers just showed their versatility how much they've got to give and how much entertainment that they can bring and they've definitely they they have helped to really build this storyline for double or nothing. Mm. Look, uh, and nothing look and again
0: i don't know if it's because we've just been doing shows together but i have become a big fan of vicky stark's package as well so it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens uh, as we move on. And we talked about Jericho Appreciation uh, Society earlier. We had a Blackball Combat Club come out uh, to start a feud, which is well, not I was expecting, but. Hopefully it will improve. We get an own heart quarterfinal match, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm, given the dreaded slot before the main event. Uh but this was a back and forth match with Storm fight away back into it with Series German suplexes. She's hate his offense into the Storm Zero for the victory. Monty, have you ever seen a worse Storm Zero <laughs> in all your life? God. <laughs> I
2: don't know, maybe, but no, not to not that I can recall. Uh recently? So, no, that was that was pretty bad. It was pretty
0: bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least they tried, you know. God loves a try. That's what we yeah, say. It was, it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the main event. It Owen happens. Hart, yes, Owen heart, second quarter final, a dream match of the daredevils, as it was. Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy, and expectations were met in what was a wild, deftified main event for the high spots and nothing else. I mean, psychology. Be damned, Hardy and Alan threw caution to the win. Um, we saw Alan deliver a Swanton bomb off top of an enormous ladder onto Hardy in two rows of steel chairs. No one won there except fans. Uh, Darby then coffee dropped the apron. Uh, I'm starting to think Monty is right. you know when you 're watching a match and you're just like for god 's sake, Darby like what is what is wrong yeah. with you? Jeff then going hold my beer and swan Tom himself onto the stairs, yeah. but he did win for a roll up and ensures that the only guy in the tournament to have actually wrestled own heart will continue in the uh, competition. Um, Jackson, what did you think of this battle of the daredevils?
1: I mean, in my opinion, this had to have been like one of Jeff's like best matches, like singles matches to date. Um, it was so high flying like it was really hard to you know look away for even a split second because so much was happening uh, throughout the whole match i'm pretty sure they both kind of semi killed each other uh during this whole match but it, it like you said it the fans uh, were the only ones winning in this situation um i really couldn't tell uh the outcome for for from a mile um i think this is one of the best times to use kind of a roll-up pin when when the match has been that good um and you really just can't tell who's kind of gonna come out the victor uh and i just kind of was hoping and praying to god that you know there was no permanent damage that that would come out of of, as a result of this match
0: (laughs) i think that's true i think sometimes especially the past few weeks, you know, when you watch that match and, of course, talk about Sammy Guevara as well and the that he's taking, and you just worry yeah. about, let's, let's not go too far, guys. But, again, yeah. you know, I suppose they will tell themselves at that point. Uh, and we move on to Rampage Friday the 13th. And, aptly we start with Death Triangle, Murd Butcher Blade and Mark Quinn. More competitive than that, but they just sat in a sleeper during a break. I don't know if anybody notices this um how has a face off uh with them uh, with uh of course death jungle i'll be like say and then we see sean spears entrance which is a pleasant surprise because like i said i thought they banned all entrances from the building uh and then owen hart second quarter final reho versus ruby soho i mean i've rarely see a wrestler dino like, but i hope dark do get a lot of these matches uh, this was a competitive fight with Saiho scoring a win to advance to the semi finals. Also announced that Sheeda would be unable to compete in an upcoming tournament because of an injury, so she would be replaced by Chris Statlander. And then the AW TNT title scored for Sky versus Frankie Kazarian. Lambert ran down to the ring to provide a, a distraction. This allowed Sky to recover to win uh, the match with TKO to retain his title, but did not know what happened. Uh, where, of course, and this is just, this really pissed me off, I'm not going to lie. We see him trying to shake Kaz's hand, Kaz told him they cheated, Sky got a page face, looked like they might fight, but no, he turned around and hit Kaz with a TNT title. Uh, We have got the swerve that no one wanted, I suppose, and not him, I should say. Um, Monty, what do you think of Scorpio Sky staying hill by the look of things?
2: It just made no sense, man. It made no sense to me because, especially fresh off of what happened with this, with this, with Sammy, and, like, they basically did, like, a double turn whether they wanted to or not. They did the turn, and Scorpio was over. They, they started to tease the SCU type of stuff, Don't, and he didn't have to get back with them. But, you know, have a run where you bring dignity back to the TNT title. That is definitely could be way better than what they've been doing but I I don't know this this definitely uh, like you said pissed me off too just pointless it was a, it was felt w so it was like a WCW swerve. it was one of those swerves. yeah where it was just yeah. like why like what what what's the point like we didn't like you set it up perfectly to do it to you know to split them up and, but no you wanted to I, I don't get it because like you can immediately go into you know a rematch with, with uh Kazarian or do a few with Ethan Page going for it like the, I just I don't understand why they went back but i guess it started to make sense once we see the finished product without with the car we're talking about but yeah uh this was just either way to go just i didn't it didn't make any sense to me i I hated it i really did but uh i i liked the match too that's the worst part about it i actually enjoyed the match but all of the stuff after and the confusion it was just overbooked nonsense
0: jack seal gene did you disagree with anything there (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, like, I kind of agree with everything that Monty was saying here. Uh, it kind of made no sense. Um, and, yeah, I, I still kind of question the need to kind of keep Scorpio Sky heel at this point, especially with the ongoing storyline with Sammy. You know, it's evident as to who the the heel is meant to be in, in that feud. So it just kind of made no sense as to why things ended this way.
0: Yeah, well, good. I'm glad we all feel... Uh, The same with that. Then May 18th, and AEW fans finally discovered who the Joker was on the men's side of the Owen Heart Foundation tournament, as it's Johnny. Yes, Johnny Elite facing Samoa Joe. People were annoyed it wasn't another Johnny, and Joe won after a fun match, and Johnny has now been Nitro, Morrison, Impact, and Elite, plus a lot more. Uh, But it should be good to see. Gina, were you pleased to see... The former John Morrison, or were you expecting someone else?
1: Um, I don't know who was. Did we discuss who we were expecting for the men? You, you, no, but you thought at first when you saw Johnny Elite that. It oh, was, I thought Gale. it was Johnny Gargano. Gar- Gargano, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I not I didn't know who I was ex- expecting, but I was definitely happy when I saw him come out and I saw his name pop up. So, um, and it was just it. it just felt really nice t- for him to come in and just not see the Miz. There, it just—it was so nice and refreshing, like his shadow is no longer there, you know. So yeah, I'm excited to see how like where Johnny Elite is going to go from here. Um, but I was pleased by it, so and it was a good match. Yeah, so
0: uh, don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of uh, Johnny Elite, but like I said Twitter, I think got kind of carried away, and Chumper, I think, might have played into it a little bit. By releasing a picture with a couple of jokers. <laughs> and you know what <laughs> you know what Twitter's like sometimes. Um backstage, the Hardy Boys and the Young Bucks had a text exchange, which of course sets the stage for double or nothing. Punk again joined a commentary position as Hangman Page battled um Vintage Con in a non title match. Page one, uh, with the GTS and a tenth stayed Anthony Champion top contender ended. The the uh, end of the segment. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland beat the Work Horseman. Uh, can I just ask, is anybody else, is anybody okay with Keith Lee and Swerve teaming up? Because for me, I love both guys, but just to be kind of put in a tag team just kind of feels a bit, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should just be happy they're getting time on TV, but I just feel they work better with single stars.
1: You know what I kind of agree with you on both sense, but i right now I'm kinda of just glad that we're getting t v time with them because it, as it currently stands, I wouldn't know where to place them in terms of like uh the the singles run and title run at this moment in time. I think they have plenty of time to actually uh um like kind of get that singles run in, and we'll discuss this more as we go into kind of predictions and stuff for a double or nothing but um. I think, for the moment, it's just working, just getting them on TV and just getting some decent time with them. They're they're pulling out some great matches, so um, I don't personally have a problem with it. Yeah,
0: well, we'll see what happens there. We see Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hall interrupt a post-match promo for the victors, only to themselves be interrupted by the tag champs. Uh, and speaking on behalf of it, the champions, Christian Cage, issued a challenge for a freeway dance at Double or Nothing, and the triple threat bout for next week's show. Uh, to get his hands on MJF at double or nothing, Wardlow had to ensure 10 lashings with a belt by the Hill, who was accompanied by Sean Spears. He barely reacted to the first eight for the ninth one caught him on the neck and shoulder. For number 10, assault the, the earth caught with a low blow and proceeded to seven additional latches. Uh, Shot to the head with a dynamite ring and the C4 by Spears left the war dog line as the Houston fans held jeers at the villainous pair. Uh, I will say fake tan hands for MGF. I don't know if he's doing it intentionally, though, as a heel, or if I'm just getting too much into the MGF character and he's just putting a really bad fake tan on. Um, But I thought this was fantastic. And, Gene, you mentioned earlier, parallels between Batista and Triple H. And I think they've even gone further with that. And, yes, it might be similar to MGF kind of putting what... Chris Jericho had to go through to, you know, get a match for him and see him punk. But Wardlow's reaction to this and the genuine, the the despairing MJF's face of having to resort to a low blow to get one over on Wardlow just makes Wardlow look even better. And I think this is brilliant stuff.
1: Oh, it's definitely brilliant stuff. And it's nice as well, because in a way it's kind of like that's, that's what buddies get, you know, and sometimes, especially with kids and they think of their bullies and they don't they don't get to see them get karma or told off or something like that. So watching MJF just look so scared, realising his doom is coming for him. Um, <laughs> it, it's so satisfying to see, but they've both just put so much effort into this storyline as well. And that's what makes it work even more.
0: Right, and Sean Spears as well, because Sean Spears is making this work. Uh, as much as well, not as maybe as much as the other two, but it's definitely a, an important kind of cog in the wheel, so to speak. And then we had Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament Quarterfinal: Ray Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly. Phoenix tried for a cut of late, but O'Reilly counted and tapped him out with a cross armbar. Uh, I thought this was surprising maybe finish. Kyle O'Reilly won, but of course we knew House of Black were interested in Death Triangle. We see Chris Jericho and Regal face to face. Uh, with Jericho saying to Regal, I'm surprised you're still alive or saying you should be dead. I kind of skipped through that because it's kind of... I don't like to hear it, you know, and I think it's going to be saying that if something does happen to Regal, people will be looking back at this and going, look, Jericho said this. Uh, Jericho wanted a uh, a stadium stampede match, only for Moxie to say, I'm not up for that shit, and he just wants to fight instead. So it's like anything goes, match being... Blackball Combat Cubs, and Ortiz and Kingston, but I just felt it's a little bit long, you know. I just I don't know, you know. Just for me, kind of missed out a little bit. We move on to Own Heart Foundation Tournament Quarterfinal: Britt Baker versus the other Joker, and that was Uh but the former AEW Women's Champion of Sword uh, opponents onslaught and tapped her out with a lockjaw to advance to the semifinals and date. With Tony Storm, uh, Ito attacked about Revolution, and I don't know if anybody follows on crazy uh, on Twitter, but she is crazy. Uh, Monty, what do you think of this match with uh, Baker and Ito?
2: Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I do think it kind of. I thought it it wasn't that long of a match. I don't think we ever really took uh, Ito seriously enough to actually, you know, beat. Uh, Baker, but it was definitely a good job by both women. I think they did a good job with the time they had, and uh, like you said, she's she's definitely out of her mind, but she's entertaining. Uh, I, I love uh, what she brings to uh, to AEW television, and Baker is solid as anyone in the ring. I thought they they handled their business uh, the right way, but honestly, uh, yeah, I don't think any of us probably thought Baker was losing here. So.
0: Well, for me, I say any wrestler that sings them way to the ring, I'm going to be a fan of. So if anybody knows, maybe <laughs> right. Serena Deeb answers Tony Schiavone and Dustin Rhodes insistent that she cannot defeat Thunder Rosa at double or nothing. Uh, Scaven Promo gave way to Rosa, hitting the ring, only to be knocked out with a women's title was Deeb and the little momentum in short segment. And of course, if you want to build up the women's division, you have to have Tony Schiavone and Dustin Rhodes Runnels involved. I mean, it's just Jackson. That's just commonplace, isn't it? You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, again, they kind of like um, have like a a piece of everyone's heart when it comes to the the fans. Um, so any sort of promo that kind of semi involves them is gonna is gonna pull at your heartstrings, isn't it?
0: Well in the main event, Adam Cole cash's ticket to the finals of the own heart foundation men's tournament will win over Jeff Hardy in a sprint of a match. And then Rampage May twentieth, we get the House of Black, beat Ivorino ten, and Fiorgo del Sol. Sean Spears, big beat uh, big beat Big Demo. And they were expecting a giant. And I don't think people might have known who Big Damo was because Monty, the guy looked so different from Killian Dane. It was almost like it was his yeah. twin brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for like, I think, I don't know when I saw that he was bald or, or like I saw the different look months ago. Though I was lucky enough to have to already have seen it. But if you only had seen him like in the sanity days to now, oh my goodness, like you would have no clue uh, <laughs> who this is. But yeah, this was this was great to see him though. I was very shocked. That he was losing here to Spears, uh, you know, uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, Spears had a, a thing going on, so I guess it made sense in within the story. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's good to see Killian or Big Domo yeah, in AEW.
0: It's strange to see Sean Spears actually winning, you know, like on Dynamite or Rampage. though. So it's quite
2: a exactly nice right. He's like a dark legend, but you know, <laughs> you know, he's he's killing it on dark. But yeah, it was good to see him get a. A meaningful win, I
0: guess. We get Chris Statlander versus Red Velvet. The baddies there to support Velvet as she hoped to advance in the own Heart Foundation tournament. Statlander kicked out of Velvet's finisher. a man <laughs> her down for the free count. We then see one of the stupidest fucking things in AEW history with Sammy Guevara destroying the TNT title. But as everybody <laughs> knows, we, and we spoke about it, that's two belts exactly the same. Why was this such a big deal? Gina, please help me here.
1: Am I going fucking crazy or what? <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Uh,
1: I, I, have, I don't have anything to help you understand this situation. I'm just as confused as you are. Um, I wasn't...
2: And he did it as a
1: baby face. <laughs>
2: Supposedly, because
1: Scorpio's supposed to deal. Like this is I'm just over The story, guys. I'm just what, over it. What,
0: what? What? I just don't.
1: I just what? What? It's not invested anymore. Is like the thing is. Don't get me wrong. I actually am really loving Scorpio Sky. I'm just not liking this angle. Yeah. With Tommy and that now, it, they're just more being annoying to me. I think they've kind kind of ruined Ty Conti's character. Um, because she's just become annoying, and I used to actually love her, and I used to actually be excited to see her when she was in matches. And now, every time I see her, I'm just rolling my eyes. Does um, she, yeah, she don't even
2: work. She don't even she, work <laughs> She's just next to Sammy now. But yeah, they almost forget. Time. It's
1: like they almost forget that she's kind of like friends with Anna J as well. So it's like you know, there's been no support with like Anna J going into like you know well, this upcoming match that because Ty's kind of a hill, yeah a that's what i mean so it's kind of like they've abandoned like that sort of like friendship story line they had going like you know where they were kind of dominant tag teaming it um and it's like she's forgotten that she's a wrestler has
0: she always stuck her tongue out like that or is it only a hill? no i swear i no,
1: swear that's Sammy, stuff. So- right. that's yeah, Sammy actually, stuff that's what Sammy stuff he's been doing
2: that for years yeah she's just starting to do it
1: yeah it, it's actually kind of irritating. It reminds me of my
0: dog sometimes when it just sits there with its oh. tongue inside.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: I'm not not saying you know I'm not saying anything. Um, I apologise to Tay if you know she's upset about Sharpay or whatever. But you know uh, we will move on to the main event. The evening featured Moxie and Danielson from Black Club taking on Sedale and Martin in tag team action. BCC won, but the JAS attacked the BCC as the show went off the air. What I didn't see is Danielson got his leg caught between the ramp and the stage. This was not shown in broadcast, but this was very scary. And some people might complain that, you know, not checking this here. Monty, what did you think with Daniel get, Danielson getting his leg stuck? Because it looked pretty serious.
2: Yeah, and uh, it wasn't really sh- – no one was really clear about how long he was stuck. No one was really clear about, at first, about, you know, whether he would be okay or not. And, we, you know, you know, they just seemed to be kicking off something toward – we knew double or nothing was company- coming. So, you know, you just – you never want to see an injury with a guy like Brian or just in general you never want to see an injury like that, or especially for a freak accident. But you never want to see one timed like this, right on the build of a, a, one of the biggest – shows of the year for the company. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, at the time, I didn't know what to think, uh, but I just uh, I think now we know everything is probably fine, so that's good.
0: Yeah, well, we'll move on to the last Dynamite, and it's the third anniversary show, 25th of May. We started off with Steel, K's match, Wardlow versus Sean Spears. Of course, MJF as Geth Referee. MJF repping Shawn Michaels in 2000 with his little... Black Schultz. Uh <laughs> Wardlow with the goal entrance. I mean, if someone has fell asleep or been in a coma for the last like twenty-two years and woke up, they wonder why, you know, Goldberg is doing that entrance on AEW and MGF doing his HBK <laughs> cosplay. But Wardlow did earn his long awaited match against MGF, overcoming blatant bias from the special referee to defeat Sean Spears, a crowd in Vegas. Wasn't red hot. This was another level, man. Uh, as he man Adel Spears, he broke a pair of cuffs after MJF spit in his face and he put the chairman down with a powerbomb symphony. Even MJF caught a chair right to the head. I know unprotected chair shot, but still, this was hilarious selling for MJF. This felt like a moment, you know, when you look back on someone's career after a while and go, right, this is when he officially kind of made it. What a fantastic way to start and what a showcase it was for Wardlow, especially that visual of him being on top of the cage and looking down as the crowd is going crazy. Jaxie, Wardlow is a made man until, you know, what can possibly go wrong with this at this moment in time?
1: I mean like the, the the story build has been epic for this um I think this was the best way to play the steel cage match um you know definitely making sure Wardlow wasn't the one that's, that sort of touched uh, MJF um to not get him disqualified and yet uh, still be able to put him uh clean yeah definitely just kind of built built it's it's built to such a point where This is probably one of the most anticipated matches on on the the card for tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, I think without that, and I think think you're right. I think that's probably the most anticipated match, or maybe it's this one because it's right up there, the AEW World Championship with Paige and Punk. And Paige found self-confronted by the Master of Mind Games, with Punk, who pleaded ignorance to Paige's anger, claimed it was misdirected, was nothing but respect for the world champ. Page fired off a right hand that sank Punk to the mat. And the veteran a veteran combat with a flash of grin that suggested that Hangman played right into his master plan. It was a great thing. Again, Page saying, I'm protecting it. I'm you know, protecting all the elite wrestling from you. Uh, and look at it. Page wearing white, Punk in black. This kind of subtle messages. Even saying, Punk, everywhere you've been, your true self has come out eventually. Will that happen at double or nothing? This is, again, a really, really good story. Uh, Gina, what have you thought of this build? Because, again, it's not in your face. It's just kind of more subtle references, and we're still not sure kind of what side each man is on.
1: No, definitely. They've done this so well because it's at the point where I am stumped on who's going to win because at this point it looks like... uh, (laughs) Punk is kind of getting under Paige's skin. And it seems like Paige is kind of losing that like confident guy who overcame Kenny Omega, you know? He's kind of just losing it at at Punk and just letting Punk get to him and wind him up. Mm. Um, which it seems to be like breaking him a little bit at the scenes. So um I yeah, I have no idea who's gonna win this match. I really don't, because Especially when you think about Punk and the speech that he gave when he came to AEW and he's saying, you know, how he looked in the mirror and said, is he the bad guy? Like, I'm expecting him to possibly win and then come on and say that speech again and be like, I am the bad guy (laughs) or something like that, you know. Um, But Hangman could also just overcome... Punk as well and just show us why he he was the one to be able to beat Kenny for the for the belt and and um, still remain on top. So I really don't know which way it's gonna go, but I I feel like they've built this really well without shoving it right down our throats.
0: Yeah, and I think you're bang on and I think the longer it's gone, the more I'm back in page. Like even when Paige said that, and don't get me wrong, I love seeing Punk, but I'm thinking, yeah, he needs to defend his home from these outsiders, yeah. you know. Uh, so again, like I said, Really, really well done. Uh, we see Moxie and Eddie beat Private Party. A fan lost his beer when Eddie tossed Quinn into him. Another fan gave him another one as a replacement. Lovely moment. And as you know, Monty, I'm the only one that kind of looks at the crowd during <laughs> these moments in time. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Oh, that's nice. Uh, we then get Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship match, FTR versus Rapongi Vice. A fantastic match came to what may some consider a disfacilising conclusion when New Japan's United Empire hit the ring to draw no contest. Yeah. They left four competitors' lane and drove Beretta through a table to put an exclamation point on the attack. Monty, were you excited to see uh, these two guys? Cause you've got a holy shit chance as well. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was, I'm I'm always excited to see uh, you know, New Japan guys in like in the in the spotlight, especially the Great Okan. It was kind of ironic. We just just was telling you guys about the hero Okan is, and he comes in and he does this to and his first impression make a make a make a lasting first impression, whether it's the botches or whatever, however you want to look at it. Uh, you know, it's kind of ironic that he popped up here uh, to be one of the first. People to show up across the lines here for uh, New Japan. But anyway, uh, I, I thought it was uh, really, really cool. I, I really wished, part of me wished that they, you know, just me, the small details guy, because AEW usually don't do DQs. I kind of wish they just finished the match and then did that. But anyway, it's all fine. You know, it's not. that's just a small detail. It was great to see did Jeff Cobb back. You know what I mean? Can you tell here. Me more them about the, um, the
1: tag team that came in. Like, where are they? Okay. Um, a solidified tag team already in New Japan, or are they a fresh new tag team that's kind of been put together over there?
2: Can you tell us a little yeah, more? They're relatively new. Yeah, they're definitely relatively new. Uh, they were formed. They're former IWGP Tag Champions. The reign didn't last that long because they just like recently lost it, uh, lost those titles. But uh, they're they're Okan. Like I said, I've watched. He's another one of those guys with a young live from when I very start, started watching New Japan. And then he was Oka. I remember when he was a little bit, he was way smaller, way before he went on the excursion, like, to see who he is now with the beard and the hairstyle. And he's kind of weird. Like, his interest is different, all of that. But I promise you, if you give him a chance and you just watch him, he's awesome. Uh, I I did think it was unfortunate how the spots played out in in their debut because that may have left a bad taste in people's mouths. But I do think they're all worthy of your time. They're awesome. Jeff Cobb is just, he's an Olympian. He's he's awesome. Like uh, he's been been in Ring of Honor before, so he has a history already here. So like, I think he's great. And they're all in uh, Will Ospreay's faction, the United Empire. So when you see those two guys, Will Ospreay is not too far behind, uh, along with TJP and uh, uh, uh Aussie uh, Aussie Open, I think. Yes. I, I'm trying to think of the tag thing, but I could be right. I think that's right, right? I'm yeah, because right I saw. Name?
0: Aussie Open the first time but the other day. There you um, go, Ozzy, Winter Open. City Riot, and I was actually really impressed. So, like you said, yeah. it's, it's, so it's that's good.
2: all a part of Will Ospreay's United Empire faction. So, yeah.
0: right, yeah. and like you said, even Trent throwing himself through a table and he was trying to <laughs> do what's
2: best you know? right? I was like, <laughs> just damn it, like right, right now, you missed time there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it's just that these things happen. I hope that doesn't shy too many people away. <laughs> because they're really great.
0: They yeah. really are. Well, like I said, the round the islands, that, that finisher as well is, is unbelievable. So, Oh, it'll, yes. It will be very yeah. interesting to see what happens there. Maybe setting up, like I said, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming up next month. Uh, we get Strickland, Starks, and Jungle Boy battling a freeway dance ahead of a massive championship opportunity. Strickland has a considerable momentum for himself uh, with a win, putting Starks away with the Swerve Stomp. Gina, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Oh, my gosh. Can I just say, I did not get past the entrances for a long while. I had to keep rewinding Ricky Stark's entrance. He just knows how to (laughs) to (laughs) command a space, Um... seriously. But I'm not going to lie, that match was so good. It was probably match of the night for me. All three of them, the way they were countering each other, they were all just you know, going for it. It was so fun to watch and I just didn't want to look away, not just for start, but I just, I'm, I'm intrigued by all three of them and that triple threat just showcased how good they are as singles, as well as being away from their, you know, uh, powerhouse counterparts, I guess. So yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed the match. I was gutted. My man took the pin, but I still think that all three of them had great moments to shine. Yes. Well, I think without doubt. And it just
0: shows you how strong the future could be with these three guys as well, you know. For sure, yeah. Uh, I did time the next segment because I heard a lot of rumours about Thunder Rosa. uh, And I did time her. She did have a two and a half minute promo to sell the match with Deeb. But because she looked at the crowd for a second, she was cut off by her own music even though the crowd did love her. And there was a crazy stat. We were talking in the group the other day. It was like 11 minutes of time she's had since being champion, which is just, well, I don't need to say it. It's just not good enough.
1: It's not. It's, it's actually quite depressing when you look at it like that and you actually can counter it, count it up like that. You know, especially when you look at the likes of uh, Britt Baker's run. They've They've got to do better when it comes to the to the women's division. They need to do better by the women. Uh, they do all work so, so very hard with what time they're given, and it's not enough. Um, and the only person that can do really something about it is Tony. Recognize that and actually allow the women to showcase more in separate segments, and and not have it as one continuous, you know, uh, segment for all women on on each show. You know, allow them to actually have more time in the ring. This needs to happen if you actually want your women's division to be taken seriously.
0: Yeah, right. uh, well, the, the women's division was put in the spot before the main event yet again in the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament semi final. Tony Storm versus Britt Baker. Uh, this is a back and forth match. We saw Baker rock Storm with a nasty super kick that bust the nose of Tony. Uh, we saw Jamie Hayter making a presence. Find a stretch that Baker to score a win with a handful of rights for added leverage. I mean, even if it's Britt, the women's match is put in the position. But what a shit finish. I will ask, Jaxie, I'm going to ask you straight up. Is Britt Baker the shard of AEW now?
1: I mean, I, it, it's hard to say at this point. I think it's just quite disappointing when you've got something that you're trying to le- take legitimately like the Owen... Uh, heart cup and then you know in in both quarterfinal matches you've had what roll-up pins um i i understand that this is sort of brit's uh brit's continuous sort of motive is that all she does is cheat and things but you know when it comes via a roll-up it is getting kind of very uh, tiresome you know
0: yeah that's what i'm saying it's just a bit weird maybe they would um kind of build other people up but again, mm. Baker is a star, so you can't just not have a appearing, you know, on on AEW yeah, TV for a certain amount of time. Of
1: course, and I think I think you know that she she has deserved it. She deserves the screen time with with the amount of work she's put in. When you kind of go back to when she first started in AEW to where she is now, she has solidified her right to actually kind of have opportunities um, and and. Uh, Continuously be kind of shoved, put in, in it, give him TV time, but that that doesn't mean that you know uh, it's not a chance to uh, you know give other women um, a chance to shine as well. And I just think this ending could have been better. It's a little bit disappointing with what I've, I felt was actually a pretty decent match.
0: Yeah, I think about that. And again, Tony Storm, Lucy, just think. Well, what's next now? You know, yeah. Like, obviously, not in total contention. Uh, you know, talk about you know maybe a women's tag team, but even then, if there was a women's tag tournament, then that would take away from the TBS title, the the women's championship that we have as well. So it's, yeah, it, it's delicate. But sometimes you might need to sacrifice a couple of men's matches to put the women's division there to kind of build exactly. up. Exactly. And if it's if it affects the ratings that much, Tony, then you know you. Don't worry about it, it will build itself back. You know, Raw's been main evented Mm. by Oscar Lynch for the past three three or four weeks now, Mm. which again, I'm moaning about it's only a 10 minute long match, but they are having four chances here. So, you know, it's kind of given here. And the main event, again, for a three year anniversary show, I thought the Wardlow Steel Cage match might be the main event. That's Um, what
1: I thought, to be fair.
0: Because I thought O'Reilly and Joe, yes, it's a good match, but. Main event of the third anniversary, just, again, you know. Uh, but Joe absorbed everything O'Reilly through at him, and trapped him to clean the clutch for the submission win. And I don't know about you guys as well, Monty. I was thinking O'Reilly through to the final makes more sense because he's Canadian and Joe's already got a feud with Jay Lethal going on.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I agree. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily understand... The final, or necessarily how we got in a, in a couple of these scenarios when it came come down to the booking of this tournament. Even though I think most of the matches have been strong to really good, so I, uh, you know, I take that. But yeah, I I agree with you, Kyle. Actually, would made would have made more sense. I think maybe they just didn't want to tease or actually have any dissension with Adam Cole. You know what I mean? Right now, yeah, you, you know they didn't want to yeah. rehash that. Maybe since it's so fresh in people's brain maybe from the nxt days, uh but it was definitely cool i was i will also see this, say this jane i don't know if you know this and maybe it, it does have a lot to do with the way he's presented but as a single star in, or like by on his own in AEW, i think the people you know like kyle o'reilly a little bit way more than they did or than they ever mentioned when he was that brief period he was a single star in nxt so I don't know if it's just because he's the the AEW coat of paint now or what is it. But I've always known he was a great wrestler. So it's kind of cool to see him in these spotlights. So I wouldn't have minded him in the final. Yeah, and do you
0: know what? I wouldn't have minded him winning. Because you think about, you know, one of his most famous matches is WrestleMania 10 when he surprised Bret Hart. And I thought you could have played Carla Riley and Adam Cole exactly like that. And even have the finish with a roll-up victory at the end. We're getting it, you know, but again, they've obviously yeah. got something else in their head. Just opportunities. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, Rampage, you've got the last Rampage review now, May 27th. Brian Danielson beating Matt Seidel in a fantastic match. Uh, and then Matt and Nick Jackson decided to have some fun this week by cosplaying as the Hardys for their match against Taylor Rust and John <laughs> Cruz. Not only that, but they brought out Gangrel to complete the new brood recreation as they wrestled a try-use-only moves and double-team spots, the Hardys made famous. I mean, there were so many references. We had Mattitude, of course, with the facts on the side as they came out. Matt falling out of the ring uh, as on homage to when he did that in the UK. Um, <laughs> I will mention Aaron Paul, though. Aaron Paul grew his hair out. You know, Tyler Russ is a guy, former Diamond Mind, and now, just <laughs> I, nearly didn't met, I nearly didn't notice him, Monty, until right at the end. And I thought, that's fucking Aaron Paul, that is. And I nearly missed it. There yeah. you go with his new hair. And then he attacked Gangro after, but the Hardys made a save and took out Lita Cutler. Um, jacksey <laughs> the Bucks versus the Hardys. Bucks were on fire in this one.
1: I mean this is definitely a way to build a match between two great uh, tag teams uh, to the, the nostalgia that they brought from like the entrance was just a, a whirlwind you know especially for fans from the, the the Hardy boys young younger era um I absolutely lost it at Lita Cutler oh my gosh <laughs> I I just couldn't believe he just went all out with the song and everything. Like, kudos to Brandon Cutler. That was just absolutely brilliant. Um, You know, it's always nice to be able to break up um, some of the storylines and actually have a bit of fun. And this was definitely the best opportunity that they could have had. Uh, It just kind of brings that feel good of having uh, the nostalgia of... uh, Matt and Jeff, and kind of bringing it to the modern era of Matt and Nick. Um, so it's going to be very exciting to see what what they'll do in the ring, but I have no doubt it's going to be a great match.
0: Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. We saw Dante Martin beating Max Kester in a great match, and then Sky was given a new TNT title design, which makes you think you should hold on for it for a little while at least. And then the Owen Hart uh, second semi semi-final, Ruby Soho versus Chris Stanley. Now, this was a shame, really, because I thought the match was really good, but the fans had no interest in Ruby Soho after a while, uh, with Mm. Chris winning. Now, again, it's not too bad during the match. The problem come, obviously, after Soho won with Britt Baker coming out, and Soho uh, trying to make it work, and the crowd were just not Mm -hmm. having it. And it made- I mean,
1: like, can we can we actually just point out the fact that they, that I think they felt defeated the minute that, like, again, I have to point this out, it was like a roll up pin uh, finish, it wasn't it? Like, you know, Ruby, no, I'm no offense to Ruby whatsoever, but Ruby kicked out of Chris Statlander's like finisher, like that really shouldn't have happened in my opinion. Like, we we'd been building up Chris Statlander, and for what? Uh, for for Ruby to be the first person to kick out of her finisher like that, uh, I would I would have thought that they would have like kind of left that as a as a you know untouched finisher um, if I if I'm truly honest. So I'm, I'm I'm quite disappointed in that sense. It's not that I'm actually booing R- Ruby. I think I'm booing the decision that came with this match.
0: Now, and also the problem is, and Ruby alluded to it in a promo beforehand where she said when she joined AEW, she was on fire and the fans really behind her. But what has she done since? You know, and it's not right. like a good baker saying you sat in catering for WWE for 12 months. But the thing is, Ruby mm-hmm. has not been consistently on Dynamite or Rampage and getting the reactions. It's like to say she, people still see her as WWE wrestler. And, well, why don't you see CM Punk or Brian Danielson? Because they're wrestling and appearing consistently week in, week out. (laughs) And people are not saying, oh, now. It's even like the Kyle O'Reilly unsputed elite storyline. Soho's not getting anything. And then you're saying, wait a minute, you're bringing a WWE star to beat an AEW, either original or one in their own right, you know, a star they're trying to beat. And you're having that reaction from the fans.
1: And, it, and it's not necessarily like we're bl- like I'm blaming Ruby for this because again this this all does ultimately boil down to sort of uh, Tony's lack thereof of building uh, a a decent women's division where you know Ruby can be consistently on TV and seen. Uh, they do need more time on TV, but I just I I feel like that the whole way that this match was booked, uh, it was a pretty decent match, and then to have that sort of ending, it was a fluke.
2: No, I would agree. This is also know. what happens when you listen to the internet. The internet wanted more Ruby Soho, and soon <laughs> as we, they book Ruby Soho, shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is the fucking.
0: thing. The thing for me, and, that, and that's it now for Rampage and Dynamite, uh, an overall thought, you know, I think the problem for me is that I love the alternative, you know, and it's like if there's competition or something different... I don't mind watching it. And don't get me wrong, it's great to see John Morrison and Joe and Jeff Hardy and CM Punk and Brian Danielson, etc. But I have seen them on WWE TV for years, you know? Even the oh. Undisputed Elite was played out on NXT, Monty, you would agree, for years, you know? MGF um, and Wardlow yeah. is a perfect example of of two new stars, and the story is mm-hmm. the best in the show, or around the show, because of it, you know, it's like putting the team, considering the acclaimed, and pride and powerful, have to wait, what happened to the private party, you know, they were going to be told, to be the next big thing, and they're just jobbing out, you know, the talk about it didn't have to announce, mm-hmm. Andrade leaving for two months, and we all about the women's division as well, with Ruby getting a month, and Rampage, to be fair, is, is filler, most week and just random, there's no kind of rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, Yeah, put this guy, you know, it's like he went through a phase of putting Ring of Honor Rampage and stuff. Oh, i put a title match here, put this here, put this there. You know, just for me, it feels like I want to see something else. I think that's why MJF and Wardlow's excited me so much because it's saying I would never see on, even though it's weirdly enough, it's a WWE storyline as we spoke about. They're doing it so well, and it's something different. It's almost like that's why I'm backing Paige and saying let's stop these WWE, uh, you know, outsiders from coming in because we all saw what happened to Impact, TNA, and yes, you have to bring faces to that brand to you know build the audience, but you can't have it at the expense of the stars you want to build for the future. That's my rant over, um, but I, I, that's what I feel. Monty, do you agree or disagree?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of that. It's a lot of truth to that. Uh, so uh, most, uh, actually, pretty much everything you said, I can understand where you're coming from. Uh, I, I honestly think AW is is going through what happens when you try to wear a lot of hats at once. You know, they, you know, because I feel like some of the booking, even at the beginning of the Owen Hart Tournament, where you just throw Ishii in, not really much presentation about it, just off the, off the crooks of this out of nowhere announcement. You throw, you just book a New Japan guy just because. All right, there you go. You know we have that coming, without like you said any reason for it. You know even with Takeshida from DDT, you know you know out of nowhere, you know type of stuff. The Ring of Honor uh, women's title out of thing being built up also at the same time while you're trying to establish your two champions in you know two separate divisions and then at the same time trying to give MJF them enough time build up your world title for you, make sense of whatever you've done with the TNT title. Like, you know what I mean? They're doing a lot of stuff at one time. I'm not giving them an out or an excuse, but I do think that's why we keep, like it's a lot of stuff that just continuing to be missing or thrown together, you know? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that's the reason why it's been just really hit or miss for me for the most part.
0: Gina, what about you? What are your thoughts on Dynamite Rampage this past month or so?
1: I mean, for me personally, it's been um, entertaining. There are things, there are areas that definitely need improvement, though. Um, like we've just kind of gone over. I'm not really happy about the fact that both women's Owen Hart semi-final ma- matches ended on roll-up pins. But like the men's, you know, Kyle O'Reilly could get, you know, put to sleep or something like that. We just need, we there. It definitely highlighted the areas for improvement that need to be put out there. Um, But I've still been very entertained by it. So I don't know if that's just my personal bias because I'm really enjoying AEW wrestling a lot. But um, yeah, I I hope that they continue to, to take feedback from like the fans on what they want and what's not working so, well, yeah. yeah,
0: no, but Gina, the thing is, is that the AEW, the wrestling on show is is as good as it is. And it's it's great. great. Like I said, there's right. no doubt in that. But it's it's the whole point of we we can't get to a stage where we just don't see what's going on. You know, it's, it can't be the opposite of WWE. It's got to be exactly. consistent. Like I said, it's great stuff. The the, the MJF storyline's fantastic. The matches we've had, the Aaron Hart tournament for qualifiers, been great. But mm-hmm. it's just these little kind of it's this women's division and other little things and the the collection of wrestlers they've got now and it's just like yeah it, I completely agree it is probably still the best weekly show um but
1: yeah it not it it's it, just it, there's areas of improvement that they can't ignore um because yeah. if if they, if they continue to ignore it that's w- that's where they'll start to lose people you know. Without, and without right now that, they're yeah. they're doing very well, so it's kind of like you know, especially speaking uh, as someone that I do say that I'm a fan, I would just you know, I my expectation comes in w- with knowing that they want to improve and they are listening to you know, not always just what we us fans want, but what everyone sort of kind of really knows.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think without a doubt. Um, but there's no like W has been great, uh, and the build-up for Double or Nothing. The The only thing that made me, another thing that annoyed me was the kind of late booking of a few matches, but then again, with the own heart tournament, they kind of couldn't say, <laughs> oh, Hardys versus Bucks, because then you're thinking, well, Jeff ain't got a fucking chance. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. And also, it's like, yeah, Darby Allen's going to face Kyle O'Reilly on Sunday. There you go. It's a match. <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> like, right. Oh, oh, yeah, don't forget this.
0: <laughs> you're like, what? Thanks um, for that, bill. Yeah. <laughs> but we are going to get on to predictions in a minute, and we're going to run through the card. Prediction leagues, first and foremost. Well, we have three prediction leagues at this moment in time. The bonus league, uh, where Gina and Jackson are on five, Monty is on six, and I am on nine at this moment in time off the back of a fantastic WrestleMania weekend. W-Pay-Per-View league. Uh, well, this is where it gets interesting because Gina... Is still on two, but Jaxi got the victory last time and joins Monty and myself through three points apiece. An AW Prediction, Gina and Monty haven't got a victory yet this year. And myself and Jaxi are on one point. And, of course, it's going to get tight at the top here. So, victory. I mean, the thing is, we need to stop Jaxi. If Jack she's <laughs> on a roll at the moment, that needs to be stopped.
1: All right. What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? I'm just, I'm just showing you my talents here. I'm
0: just, I'm just saying it's not fair to everybody else. Uh, but we are going to speak about the card now and get predictions. Now, all I'm going to ask to make sure that there is no, because I've had a lot of emails as well about how we do predictions. Now, Monty, You've already done a podcast with your predictions on there, haven't you? I'm pretty yes. sure you have. So, yes, yes I have. You're, you're yes, not going to
2: change, are
0: you, for what you've gone for?
2: It's one that I'm definitely thinking
0: about, but well, no, well, I, think, sir, I think I'm sticking sir, with it. I'm sir, sticking with it. If I can say, if everybody, can write, if everybody writes their predictions now in front of them, or where I've already done my predictions here, so just in case, I don't want anybody to be swayed. I don't want anybody to change any opinion. What they've got in front of them is what they're gonna say. Gotcha. Right? That's okay. And then it's equal footing. We can't complain. Alright. So all right. I will be going round, of course, uh, with everybody as well. But like I said, the predictions should be the same. I'm gonna be very serious about this. Alright. Uh points are on the line. Uh we're gonna start off. It's too many bloody matches, I will say. Thirteen of the fuckers on here. Um I have got a screenshot as well of my predictions just in case you think I am as the kids say chatting shit. Uh but we'll see what happens. So we'll start off with a buy-in tag team match, and it is Tony Neeson, Smart Mark Sterling versus <laughs> Hookhausen. Uh Gina, seeing as you're getting you know used to Danhausen, what are your thoughts on this matchup and what are your predictions, please?
1: Um, my thoughts on this matchup are actually quite positive, seeing as I wasn't very positive about Dan Housen when he first joined. Um, I think his teeth is definitely letting some of us know who are who don't know who Dan Housen is, what type of character he is. Um, I think he was li- he's a little bit like Orange Cassidy. Not a lot of people warmed up to him, first of all. They were like, who is this lazy guy and why do people like him? But he eventually kind of got to show what he was like and he just grew his fan base from that. So I feel it's a little bit like what's going on with Dan Housen for me at the moment. Um, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think it's a good way to also introduce kind of Hook because he's been getting this big pop, but it's not exactly like we're going to chuck him into a singles run for a title anytime soon. So he just needs a comfortable, easy storyline for people to get used to him as well. Um, so I definitely think that they've they've built this match and this tag team very well um, and the excitement for it. So. Oh, I think it's going to be um, Dan and Dan Housen and Hook. Yeah, no, it's
0: funny, because when you said he's quite lazy, and I don't know why people like him. If I had a pound for every time someone said that to me, <laughs> I'd, I'd be a millionaire right now. Uh, <laughs> so, Hook Housen to start us off. Fantastic. Jaxie, what about you?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Hookhausen too on this one, and Monty.
2: Yeah, Hook Hook's not losing here. Uh, I must say, shout out to Mark Sterling. He has like three or four income streams from in AW by itself, right? Have to. Like, yeah,
1: he's, for every, sure. he's
2: everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think
0: Hookhausen is um, well. Hookhausen is going for to that is across the board there. Uh, next match. We'll get it out of the way now because I know it annoys everybody. It is TNT champion Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page and Paige Van Sant versus Sammy Guevara, Tay Conte and Frankie Zarian. If uh, America's top team come away with a victory, Guevara and Kaz will never be able to challenge for the TNT strap ever again. Uh, Jaxie, which way are you going?
1: Okay, I'm going to go with Scorpio, Ethan and Paige um, on this one. uh, And I think I'm mainly kind of going with them because... Uh, like we were kind of, uh, just recently discussing about Scorpio Sky, just recently getting a new belt and, and, uh, our hope for, uh, this to kind of be a strong run. Uh, this is going to solidify sort of like that. This really would end the feud between, you know, them and Sammy once and for all and actually give us the chance to see Scorpio Sky, uh, go into something fresh and something new. Um, I think. If they if they went with the other way with Sammy, then this would be just something that would still be open ended and continued. And I just think we need to move past it now. A lot of people are kind of itching for that, so I'm going with uh, Scorpio, e- Ethan, and Paige.
0: Yeah, uh, I would have to agree with you there. It just seems like this storyline kind of needs to end, and Sky and a new title design can go on. Too. Uh, new things is now. It'll be interested who steps up as the next challenger. Monty, what about you?
2: Yeah, I agree. Amer- American top team easily. Uh, I, I do. I, I feel bad for Kazarian because I actually wish they could go back there and have that rematch. I don't really want Kazarian to get punished here because I thought him this guy told a decent story, but unfortunately he chose the wrong side. I want Sammy as far away from the TNT t- title if we could get him. So. Yeah, yeah, I reckon we're gonna
1: um, have like, I reckon we're gonna have Paige like uh, pick up her first victory and um, pin tight. Yeah,
2: That's what yeah. I think is gonna that happen. That debut, definitely.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the funny thing about it. It's you know when when you look at the, the match in itself, and it just kind of needs to just be done with. And Kaz. Uh, is always getting someone else's shit. If it's not his tag team partner <laughs> retiring, it's being the elite hunter and getting wankered every sack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <not> well, like... Poor <laughs> man. Uh, Gina, what about you? Yeah, I'm going with the American top team as well. Yeah, I think Hill's all around there. Up next, a match added uh, for Sting. This is for Sting. Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly. We saw um, Kyle O'Reilly shattering Sting's ankle so bad he couldn't get to the meet-and-greet, which you know is not good. Uh, Monty, which way do you see this going?
2: Well, with the two-day build, I'm expecting Darby to get the (laughs) revenge and we can move on from this because they didn't, like you said, I guess a weak build, I guess, would be the accurate uh, thing. But either way I go, yeah, Darby, I think Darby's picking up the victory, get his revenge, you know, even if Bobby Fish help he'll find a way. You know yeah i I would say, Gina, what about you?
1: Um, I'm actually gonna go with Kyle, I think because he lost the um Owen Hart tournament, I think he's got like a bit of a grudge just to like beat someone up and get a win, so yeah. I'm gonna go with Kyle
0: and Jackie.
1: I actually uh, was going to go with Kyle as well. And I feel like it is because of the uh, uh, potentialness of Bobby Fish getting himself involved. uh, This will kind of lead in uh, to what I'll kind of further discuss going into uh, Adam Cole's match later on.
0: The, The only thing is, is I pissed and moaned last month about Darby Allin continuously losing as well. With big matches, and I think he's lost his last few yeah. pay per view matches. So I think if Derby doesn't get the victory, I'll be a little bit disappointed. Uh, unless, like Bobby Fish, but then again, his Sting saving himself for a return just to dive through the crowd as well. So I'll go uh, is, Dar- be, <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: if it's a pay per view. Unbelievable. unbelievable. Charles that could be pretty unbelievable of Sting to be able to recover from an ankle injury that quickly, though.
2: And <laughs> go dive 20 feet. Mm. Yeah. Walk, yeah. Out the yeah. <laughs> walk out in a walking boot? Yeah. Walk out in a walking boot and jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, is- oh, wow. no,
1: I would not put it past Sting to actually do that, to be honest. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: up next, we've got the TBS Championship. Jay Cargo versus Anna Jay. And again... I didn't even know this was on the show until I was looking at the cards and thinking, When did they book that? But they did have Anna J saying, Yes, they've not built this match up or give me any promo time, but I will win. I don't agree with her. Uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Cargill. Gonna be nice and easy. Uh Jaxie, what about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, with the real lack of build here, um, I really do love Anna Jay. I think she's, uh, you know, if she's given more time that there's scope to to ooh and ah and question whether or not she has the capacity to beat someone like Jade, but not right now, honey. No, sorry. I'm going team Jade, team green money all the way, baby. Yeah, without a doubt.
2: Monty? Yeah, I agree. Jade's winning. Uh, I must say, if this is supposed to be a rematch, the problem is I don't necessarily know if Anna J has done much, anything since the match they had a while back. So, uh, it's weird, very, very weird how this match came about. Uh, but yeah, Jade's winning, no doubt in my mind.
0: Yeah. And Gina.
2: Yeah. Jade's got this in the bag.
0: Yeah. I think, um, yeah, if she loses, we riot. I think it'd be fair to (laughs) say, uh, up next, we'll do the tag team dream match, as it was, the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Uh And for me, this is actually quite a tough one to call because, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting uh, the way it is. So I'll let Gina, you can be the first one to decide. <laughs> We've all decided anyway, but...
1: <laughs> no, um... I'm going to say I'm going to go with the Young Bucks even though th- this match was put forward quite quickly they built the story in a good way um and we all know that it's going to be one uh, a match that we're going to want to see again um I feel like the Young Bucks will will get the win this time making Matt and Jeff want to come back again you know h- even harder for the Young Bucks to get their win finally so yeah, I'm going to go Young Bucks
0: Right, you're gonna go bucks. Uh, I'm I'm gonna completely disagree with you, right? Just to make things interesting here, because I don't think the Hardys have got a lot left. You know, I think if you see Jeff, the only person that walks worse than Jeff to the ring is Gangrel. So I'm not (laughs) (laughs) not sure how. It's fair play,
2: by the way. He's been (laughs) jumping off stuff forever. (laughs) Fair play. He can limp.
0: Oh, yeah, forever
2: with the stuff he's done. That's Jeff Hardy, not Gangrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, not Gangrel. Not Gangrel.
0: <laughs> Yeah, he ain't done shit. Uh, so I think <laughs> with this, to make fans happy and to show they are the best tag team of the 20 years, uh, yeah. I've got I've got to say the Hardys are getting a victory here. Um, Jaxie, what about you?
1: See again, I feel like this is just going to be one of those ones that we're going to get a part two of. So I actually believe that the Young Bucks are, are going to win this round, and that we're going to get a second round where the Young, uh, the Hardys, kind of get like uh, the returning uh, pin.
0: Monty. Yeah, I'll, uh,
2: I'm going to go with the Hardys. Uh... I tried. This is an either way type of thing. The only thing I was just trying to rationalize is, what do the Bucks gain from this? I know it's a victory over the Hardys, but you know, uh, at the end of the day, I thought maybe since the Hardys have at least mentioned that they would like to have one last run as you know, as a tag champion, that this will set them well on their way. I'm just like you, James. I don't think uh, their run together is going to be that lengthy. Mm. So I just think they're going to try to you know pull this off. You know do this match, uh, which, by the way, I've been spoiled. I've seen it, seen this match in you know, a ladder match, by the way, at Ring of Honor. So they've done they've done this before, but it's the first time under the AEW lights, so I can't wait to see what, how it turns out, but I think the Hardys will pull it off.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's an excellent point, because people are thinking, yeah, the Hardys and Bucks have never faced. They have done, but like I said, in AEW, and, again, there's a, there's a worry about this match with the way Matt and Jeff are, but I think the Bucks, if anybody can, apart from FTR, actually, if FTR versus Hardy, Hardys, I'd be like, this is going to be a good match. But the Bucks always seem to have a moment. And again, it's interesting because people haven't really complained about the Bucks yet because they don't maybe get as much TV time, but there's no doubt they'll be on the pay-per-view every time. And no one's kind of mentioned that yet, right. but we'll see what happens with it. Bucks and Hardys, it's going to be really, really tight. And another match that's really going to be tight to call. is house of black, uh, versus the death triangle because the, they both need wins. You know, that's as simple as that. exactly. Um, Monty, go on then. You can take one for the team here. <laughs> you, you'd be the first.
2: Yeah, I'll be the first one. I, I went with house of black. They're, uh, only like on the basis of, I feel like they needed more because the newer, uh, but honestly, I, you can make the case that with, with Phoenix being gone and coming back and now they're collective again, the Death Triangle needed to. So it's just, it's so tough. This is really, really hard. But I'm going with House of Black to continue to establish them on the roster.
0: Yeah, I feel like this match should have had a little bit more. I know we've had bits of build for it, but I just feel like this could be fucking amazing. I don't think we've, people yeah. have spoken about this enough, you know, with mm-hmm. especially like Pack of Black and everything involved in it. Uh, I think it's going to be really, really interesting, uh, Jaxie, What about you? Where are you swaying for this one?
1: I'm kind of agreeing with Monty on this, and going to go with House of Black, but only because I feel like it kind of is the right way to go. Even though I, I just I, I can see this group kind of going at it for a longer time. Uh, you know, uh, they're going to produce great matches with the with the members on either side. So I'm going to go with House of Black on this one.
0: Yeah, just, you know what? I've had to look down at my predictions to see who went for. And I did do House of Black, but it, you could have split uh, between the two. And even if Death Jungle do get the win, you know, I wouldn't be that upset about I suppose. But I think, like, no. House of Black with the momentum, like you said, Monty, hit the nail on the head with him being newer. Uh, Gina, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with House of
1: Black as well. Um all for the same reasons, to be honest, so i i don't I, I agree with you i don't think I'll be mad if it's the other way round. I think, like you said, both teams both need the win, really, so I'll be happy with either winning, but ideally, if I had had a choice, it would be the House of Black to win this one yeah
0: well, we'll start with Eugenia again on the next match because this is the one that we talk about It's probably been. The best storyline in AEW, and it is MJF versus Wardlow. Uh, does the match live up to how good the build's been.
1: Um, see, we—I was talking with Jaxie about this match. I have a feeling that this match is not actually going to be a long match. I think Wardlow is going to just absolutely destroy MJF. This this card is a very long card. So they're going to need some matches that are quite quick. And we have quite a few, you know, trios, tag matches, things like that. We're going to need some time to showcase themselves. So for me, to be honest, I think Wardlow's match is just going to be sweet, sweet karma. It's just going to be a powerbomb symphony. It's going to only go like a couple of minutes and MJF is going to get his just desserts. That's how I see it. Yeah. So no for the win
0: you know what? I completely agree with you. I think that is the best. If they try and do like a 20-minute match with Wardlow and MJF, I think that's not what fans want. Beaten down, maybe shot from behind, big comeback, victory. I think that makes Wardlow. Again, I I kind of joked earlier about Goldberg, but book him like fucking Goldberg, you know, and the reaction will be as positive. Uh, Yeah. Jaxie, what about you?
1: Uh, completely 100% agree with both yourself and Gina here so I'm going to go with uh, Wardlow as well, powerhouse power uh, slam hit symphony
2: Monty Yeah, uh, Wardlow no way he's losing, I, I think we know that I do love the squash match idea, the only other way I think you could do it is if you have basically still a squash match but MJF just weasels around most of the match, like to get away from Wardlow, run away, you know, do cowardly stuff, poke to the eye, all that type of stuff. Just to put it off a little bit, just until he can't stop Wardlow at all. But yeah, I'm going for Wardlow.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Up uh, next so many match, we're not even half through through yet. Uh we've got <laughs> the Owen Hart uh final matchup for the women's side. It is, of course, Ruby Soho versus Britt. Baker, uh Monty, who do you
2: think this is gonna go to? This was really hard, honestly, because I'm just like I can I can see the case for both sides, and then what happened Friday almost just just destroyed me, at least my confidence in what would happen here. Uh, because it's just like with the crowd reacting like that, is this gonna persist? And you know, will Baker get cheered just because she's an AEW original? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, is this where we're going? or uh, are we going to are we going to revert reverse back to normal and you know Ruby can get her victory back from that loss when she challenged uh, uh you know Britt at the, uh, for the title so uh I'm going with Ruby Soho I'm thinking they just go with that give her the victory I, I could be wrong I wouldn't be mad if it's Britt but uh I think I've just got to stick with my guns here Go with Soho she says she's going to uh, make Britt pay uh, you know, for what happens. So whether they turn Soho heel in the match or however it works out, I don't know. It's probably going to be weird. It could not be weird, but I'm still going with Soho.
1: Oh, interesting there. Uh, Jackson. I actually um, wholeheartedly agree with Monty as those are a lot of my thoughts. Exactly. Is like that. They might go with Ruby, especially when Ruby came out as a joker in the previous tournament and like kind of made it to the finals and didn't win. I feel like either way, we're going to go with a Ruby Soho win um, and potentially see a a, a heel turn. Um, I don't think this will necessarily solidify Brit as a a face because I don't think Brit ever needs to be a face. Um, But uh, I do think that this will also kind of maybe fuel Ruby's angry side, maybe. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, Soho, Soho. Gina?
1: Gina? Yeah, same, Soho, for the same reasons. Uh, I think um, Ruby needs this win more than Britt does. And I don't Ooh. think that they're going to change it just because Ruby was getting booed on Rampage, you know? So, yeah, I think she's going to get this one.
0: You know what? You you guys might have swayed my argument, but I've already chosen Britt Baker. Um, <laughs> just mm. because, you know, the couple in AEW in both finals of the Owen Hart tournament wouldn't that just be a picture with Valem celebrating together and saying they're the kind of the great couple in, in AW, So,
1: Because I do agree with you there. I also kind of see like maybe things kicking off between Brit and Jamie Hayter, like maybe potentially this is like the first time that Jamie doesn't come out to actually help make the save because she wants her to kind of do it by herself. Um, so I, I'm thinking that th- th- that's another reason that's swayed me more towards Ruby because um, I'm hoping that we are going to actually start, uh, you know, tipping the balance in Jamie's uh, favour and actually, uh, you know, kicking things off with uh, a potential sort of Jamie single run. Mm.
0: Well, it'll be interesting. It's just the Baker thing there. I just feel with Adam Cole in the final, I could not do it. And also do not forget the last pay for you, we all predicted I was the only one that went Britt Baker. Everybody else went Thunder Rosa, and she proved me right. So we'll see what happens this time uh, we shall see. That's we shall, shan't we? Uh, <laughs> I guess I <laughs> we'll move on to the the men's uh, own heart final. Of course, Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. I'll get mine out of the way as well because obviously I'm going to go Adam Cole because I've just said um, that they're both going to win. It'd be if I did go Samoa Joe. Um, Gina, what about you?
1: Uh, I'm going to go Adam Cole with this one. He's lost quite a few of his pay-per-view matches, um, like against Handman Page and Brian Danielson. So I think uh, Adam's going to be winning this one. Plus Cole, um, not Cole, sorry. Uh, what's his name? Samoa Joe. He's got his, like, you know, a title and he's got his storyline going on with Jay Lethal at the moment. So I think Adam's definitely got this one. Yeah, Jack. See you on the same wave of thinking. Definitely. Um. Again, I I think it's going to be a great match, but I do think that this is going to be you know the time that cheating does work, and I do see sort of Adam Cole getting that. Uh, either Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, both of them maybe uh just either distraction or just kind of coming in for the cheat um sort sort of him uh and having him win it overall. Mm. And Monty.
2: Yeah, and I, this is the one I was talking about earlier about just wanting to switch. What I said on my podcast because I'm pretty sure the other when I recorded that I said some more Joe. <laughs> well, but like guess, died, you I know, died. with time I... going on, I definitely <laughs> thought about it and was like, man, it's hard for me to see Adam Cole not winning this. So I don't really care either way. But yeah, put me down for Joe. I'm not. I'm not cheating. I got you. I'm well, no, good. that's what. Do you know what? You're more of a man than I would
0: ever be. I would not have said anything, and I would have changed it straight away. Uh, but I appreciate, I appreciate it, honestly, In honestly. Uh, Honesty, James. No. Try it. I mean, I might. One day, I might. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> we got all of them. So up next, Anarchy in the arena. Yeah. Stadium Stampede sounded stupid, so Anarchy in the arena. The Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Eddie Kingston, Satana, and Ortiz. Monty, which way do you think this is going to go?
2: Jericho makes me laugh every time he says he's he's a wizard. But I'm going uh, Blackpool uh, Combat Club. Uh, just the way he delivers it, something about that. But anyway, uh, yeah, going with them, uh, Eddie. I think you need to get revenge. I mean, the guy burned his face. Jericho can't win, right? <laughs>
0: We didn't even mention the fireball. Fire. Yeah,
2: sorry. Yeah, Jericho, we didn't even talk about this. We didn't but...
0: talk about it. I would have thought that I would have not been interested in fireballs. But yeah, Jericho's going around <laughs> fireballing everybody. Kingston and is- for some reason,
1: it's like some of the most entertaining shit that's actually like, turned up on TV. <laughs> like, I actually fucking love it.
0: I just like the way he turns around and goes, yeah, I set people on fire. I'm a wizard. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> just, it's like the most natural thing ever. You know, like you know that that sort of thing actually exists. So it's like, yeah, fair play to <laughs> you, Jericho. I will believe you are a wizard. That's great. I'm fully expecting him to arrive. He at get him. anything, oh man, yeah. He, he needs to come out in yes. robe.
0: The
2: wizard's Oh my God,
1: please, <laughs> yeah. If he came out in a Slytherin robe, I'd be literally <laughs> loving it. Love he need stay off
2: or something Oh, <laughs> oh my! that'd be good yeah.
1: oh, don't, don't, tell him to go do the full work so it'll Imagine be great. if he actually came out shouting Mungardium Leviosa either, <laughs> either that or you shall not
0: pass You know what, what,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or even come out with a beard Like a fake beard, just do it Just do it <laughs> just, just, just do, do it. it Because I'm a
2: wizard <laughs>
1: yeah, that, like just go. Yeah, for now to it. it. <laughs> like go all out. I will be all here for it.
0: <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Right, yeah, we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> the Kinney Arena. arena. Who you got winning? Yeah, it. <laughs> I've got I've got Blackpool Combat Club. This is going to be messy. Do you know what I'd love to? Say? And I know it's again. It's another WWE thing. The Canadian Stampede, Man, Count, Triple H, and the match went on for about an hour and a half because they were just fighting around the arena. I love this match to start and then teams to fuck off. <laughs> we have a couple of filler matches and then suddenly they just come back in the ring and continue oh their fighting.
1: God, no, still continuing, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> throughout the whole night. Yeah, that be just great. Just before the main event it finishes.
1: <laughs> just, <you know. laughs> oh my god, that'd be brilliant.
0: But I'm going to go the faces in that one. Uh, Jill, what about you? Uh,
1: I'm going with Blackpool Combat
0: Club as well. Yeah. I think that's fair. And Jaxie?
1: Yeah, I'm Team Eddie on this one. I think he needs, uh, uh, you know, to to get his, uh, to avenge himself um, and his, you know, Brent face. So I see it going in Eddie's favour.
0: Uh, That's good then. And then we move on to the tag team titles. And I'll tell you something, out of all the matches on the card, there's a few of them that I've been numbering. But this one was really difficult to look at or, or to kind of predict in a way. Uh, just because it's like Jurassic Express, their run's maybe not like, been great. And they might need mm. to lose it soon because of the Christian you know, potential heel turn. But are Hobbs mm. the Starks out, Swerve and Lee big enough teams to take the titles off them? And I'm looking mm. at it and I'm thinking, I don't think they are, no. So I'm going to go uh, Jurassic Express in this one. Because uh, mm. obviously, you know, we know who you're going for.
1: I mean to be honest. At the beginning of this week, I was I my predictions in my head was Jurassic Express it, it, uh, retain it. Um I have slightly changed my mind. I uh, was with Jaxie about this, and I I just kind of said to her, "If they're going to do the Christian Hill turn, they kind of need to do it now." I think like Jurassic Express have had quite a few good tag team matches now and I'm, I'm not quite sure what they would go on to next with mm. the belts. I think now is the time for Christian to change. Do I think the other two teams are ready to be the tag champions yet? I actually don't. I think that um, Hobbs and Starks are probably the, the more better team because they've been together much longer, um, especially in AEW. But I also feel like... Uh, Starks and Hobbs need to be shown on Dynamite a lot more in the main tag team scene. So it's really hard for me, but I also do really feel like Christian needs to do his heel turn now because if not, I'm just going to get bored. So I am going to go with Starks and Hobbs.
0: Yay. (laughs) That's what we want to hear. Gina? That was me. That was Gina. Jaxie, I know, I, I did write Gina next to it. First time I got the <laughs> names wrong. I, I did meant to say Jaxie. All right, you got me.
1: That's a first, that's a first. We'll let you off. Yeah, that was we'll your let first. you off. Yeah. Um, no, I actually kind of... Um, I, I like to think that I influenced uh, the the change when uh, in Gina's decision, when I had a discussion with her from it, but I am thinking, I'm also t- thinking tactically because if we actually go back to uh, the previous rampage, we saw Swerve win in the triple threat. Um, and it kind of usually means that that potentially that means that their team isn't winning. Um, and, uh, Unfortunately, I just don't really feel like there's much more that Jungle Express can do currently uh, to kind of keep like uh, momentum going in their tag team run. Um, I do actually believe that Hobbs and Starks has got something. um, And I think that I agree with uh, Gina in saying that... um, they need to be featured more on dynamite and giving them the belts might give them that opportunity to showcase themselves more. So I'm going with Hobson, uh, Starks on this one.
0: And Gina, uh, no, sorry,
2: Monty. Oh, get it. <laughs> <What a fun. laughs> that that was like, that wasn't even close. No, I'm just
0: like, Oh,
2: it's fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I, I actually understand everything you guys are saying. You're making great points. The problem is, for me, is basically what James said. It's the teams they're facing. Jurassic Express, yeah, that run may be, should be over, and we may be a little bit tired of them because they've, they've been doing the same thing over and over with them without any type of creativity. That's their biggest problem. Like, I promise you, this match right here is literally the same match we, were, we got we were getting ready for when it was Red Dragon in the books. Mm. You know, two teams feuding with each other—way more heat there than did ju- they either of them had with Jurassic Express. They got way more heat against each other. Lee and Strickland, uh, uh versus Starks and uh Hobbs have way more heat yeah. against each other than they have with Jurassic Express. Mm. And uh, and here you go, Jurassic Express just defending their titles—that's pretty much the only thing they've done. So mm. I get it; they they're running out of ideas when it comes to that. But that same reasoning is why I think. Jurassic Express will win. The two teams who are already feuding with each other will cancel themselves out again. And I'm with you, though. Christian is definitely going to turn, and they they seem to be, you know, putting it off, teasing it a little bit, and putting it off. But uh, I just don't know if this is the time you do it with these teams right here being the benef- the benefactor factor- of that, unless you're trying to tell me Christian joining Team Taz or whatever, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we know he doesn't <laughs> like Taz. He don't like Taz. Yeah, but, uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. We saw how that worked <laughs> Long-term out. Long-term right. storybooking. So, so
0: uh, the Express, man. yeah, the penultimate match that we are going to predict right now is the AEW Women's Championship match, Thunder Rosa versus Serena D. Monty... Which way do you think this is going to
2: go? Yeah, uh, even though with the limited time, I, I do not mind where this story has went with two veterans, you know, and uh, uh, Serena feeling that she's deserving of way much more credit and a title reign and all of that. But I think we all can see that this is just way too soon. We, we, we literally just said barely over 10 minutes of TV time for the new champion. So I just don't see with that type of visibility. Do you think she's losing the championship here? Uh, it, it wouldn't make a lick of sense. As much as we think Serena is great in the ring, I don't think. Uh, I don't think. I really don't think she has much of a chance. Even I know she would be very, very mad at me saying that. Judging by her response to Tony Siobhan <laughs> <Okay.
1: laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent, uh, Jaxie.
1: No, I have to agree with Monty on here. And I think as uh, we kind of mentioned about Thunder Rosa's sort of TV screen time, if we're going to actually uh, ensure that she has a decent enough run for it to not feel like a bit of a cop-out losing uh, with Brett losing the... Uh, Title to her. Um, I think the best way to do that is to actually have her kind of overcome a, a, a very well-known veteran such as uh, Serena Deeb. I think you know they have kind of done as best they could with as little time that they've had. Um, and I think that this would be a good way to showcase both women. Um, I think that they actually could have one, potentially one of the, the best matches of the night. Um, But I do see Thunder Rosa retaining and hopefully solidifying the fact that, you know, she should be champion. Yeah, without
0: that. And Gina? Yeah, I'm going with Thunder Rosa too. They can't do her
1: do- dirty like that. And no. let
0: her leave, so. no, exactly the same as you, Thunder Rosa, but all the way. And then finally... The last match, Match 13, which will fully be on about 6 o'clock in the morning UK time. Uh, the AEW World Championship. Uh, CM Punk looking to win gold versus AEW's own Adam Page. We've talked about the story. We've talked about everything that's going to go into it. Uh, which way is it going to go? Uh, and, and I'll go first. And I don't mind. This is saying... This would be very interesting. I thought, you know, with storyline-wise, Paige winning uh, probably make the most sense. But again, it's just that voice in my mind that I've gone for and thinking CM Punk in his first opportunity to win the title. And Paige's run's been great, I feel. I know a lot of people have complained about Adam Paige's run, but I would say he's had the best run of an AEW world champion. Um, it, matter anybody, if you look at what happened with Kenny Omega, if you look at you know, match with Lance Archer with Brian Danielson as well, but I think it's time for a new champ, and so I'm gonna go CM Punk to leave as AEW World Champion. Uh,
1: Gina, what do you reckon? Uh, it is really difficult. This is probably the toughest match, um, to call on the card, um. I agree with you. There's so much to argue back and forth on why both of them should win this match. I'm going to go a punk.
0: Yeah, it's just this it's interesting
2: there. Monty. Yeah, man. This is, like you said, very, very tough. Unbelievable build up to this point. And uh, you, you guys make great points, but I, I just, I'm just i sticking with Hangman. I think he's going to defend AEW this time. And I don't think this is going to be CM Punk. Uh, I don't think CM Punk will have to go away from the scene after losing this or anything. They've done series before. He can turn heel after the match. It doesn't have to be during. Honestly, if he do turn heel during the match and he wins it, I won't be mad because like, I get it. He, he, he did a great job of trying to play the good guy. And I just love the narrative of only a few people seeing through CM Punk's facade like Hangman, Eddie Kingston saw through it, uh, you know, M- uh, MJ Elf. You know what I mean? So uh, I-, I do like that element, but I just – I really honestly believe that for at least one last stand, you let Hangman, uh, you know, take, protect his company here, and, you know, we can go forward with the rest of this program because I don't think it has to end here either way. We, uh, Either finish, you get it, honestly.
0: Yeah, uh, And, again, I-, I can see your argument – completely and it makes more sense maybe Punk losing this hill turn and then building up towards Punk and Paige again um, yeah. but the only thing with that is you know when is the next AEW pay Per you after this would that be August or September for All Out so then you've got three and a half months to maybe fill that gap there um, Jaxie what about you
1: Um, yeah, I mean, like, again, really tough one to call on this one. Um, And as much as I don't really feel ready to see the end of a Hangman Page run, um, I do actually think he's had quite a decent run. I actually see this as the turning point where we could get a a heel turn punk during the match, um, and I do see Punk potentially winning this, um, kind of uh, uh, confirming that the the hesitations that Hangman Page um, had um, about him, um, and you know everyone like you said like not trusting him. Mm -hmm. I think this is where we will see that trust be you know confirmed as legitimately not there Uh so I see Punk winning this
0: yeah. well that is it for predictions and I mean I don't know if it gets tougher every month but I think these ones mm. were really <laughs> like tight and there is a couple of ways I mean I'm not expecting everybody to get 13 out of 13 but I think there's going to be a lot of chopping changes as the night goes as well yeah. I think you know I, I mean I'm happy with, is everybody happy with their predictions
1: yeah yeah definitely I'm, I'm excited to actually kind of see these outcomes. Like it's getting a lot more heated, I think, when it comes to to our predictions list. So I'm definitely on kind of like you know that that I I, I don't want to lose my title streak, so I need to kind of keep going in my winning streak here.
0: Yeah, well, like I said it's it's is interesting, but I mean that is it for now. Our next show uh, will be the review show for AW, and I think we're all. Uh, being bored, and uh, and I think, as well, the predictions affect us differently watching a live show. You know, mm. rather than just enjoying a match, you're going, fuck Monty, or,
1: you know, <laughs> or anything Yeah, Monty was right. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not just Monty, fuck everybody. You know, I'm all-inclusive. <laughs> it's not, don't get me wrong, you know. Uh <laughs> has anybody got anything else to say? About AEW Double or Nothing happening in just a matter of minutes. Well,
2: just been- get ready. Long <laughs> night. <laughs> 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 it's gonna be fun, but it's gonna be a long night. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, on that, believe it. Speaking about podcasts, just under three hours. Uh, don't forget, we are across all social media. Twitter at the Double Podcast. I'm at the Double You can find the entire dubbing our team on a Twitter banner, or you can plug your stuff individually. Monty, where can people find you?
2: At mine, Monty, uh, pod on Twitter. So, you know, check me out. Check the link in my bio. Just put out a podcast. Uh, not only breaking this down, but listening, uh, reviewing Kendrick Lamar's newest album. You know, I, I touch on all types of stuff on the pod. So, you know, come check it out if you got time. And if not, you want to catch, like, just snippets from the show. Uh, you know, subscribe to Monty's Universe on YouTube, and you know you'll get a couple of clips and original content. Also, is on the way, so please check it out.
0: Yeah, and also another thing is like with this podcast, it can be a bit rapid at time, and I'm a bit kind of you know all over the place. Where if you if with Monty, it's I want to say chilled or more organised, but it's a kind of (laughs) Monty's own show. Uh the mind of Monty as it was, Monty and Mo, is a bit different to kinda of how we are. So you can see him in different yes. environments, I think that'd be fair to say. Uh unfortunately for Jaxie there is no escape because she only mm-hmm. has the dub in our podcast. But where people where can people find you if you want them to?
1: Uh yeah, people can find me across both Instagram and Twitter at JaxyScarlet.
0: And Gina, if people want to buy you a ticket to Louisiana, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, they can find me on
0: both at uh, Purple Pain. Perfect. Well, the Double been also on Facebook and Instagram across all Google platforms. Send us an email at com. YouTube, Double Podcasts, all let clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube. and to do SoundCloud on your phone? Also Spotify and IGs. We can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So that is it. Like I said, our next episode is the AEW Double or Nothing Review. Until then, I've been James Rowlands and I was joined... By first up, the fantastic Jaxie Scarlet. Thank you very much for joining me.
1: It's been fun keeping it real. Enjoy AEW d- Double or Nothing, everyone.
0: Yeah, We've got the first trap, uh, Genius Gina. <laughs> Thanks for joining
1: <laughs> us. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show.
0: And for last but not least, we had the mind of Monty again. Thank you for joining me, buddy.
2: Always fun. Always fun. Can't wait for uh, you know to review this thing
0: without a doubt that will be coming sooner rather than later everybody but until then thanks for listening everybody and bye <laughs>